But we made our way to the estate of Baroness Voinum. This fine woman right here. You've been introduced to most of the aristocracy of Murat County when you first arrived. And she is fairly stern, harsh, and straightforward. While never ever venturing so far as to do what would be a direct breach of etiquette. She, out of the blue, summoned you to her estate. And after wrapping up a few things, as any regular, normal thinking party would, rode your horses most of the way there, because horses go fast. Got out, magically summoned a carriage, rode at the last 20 feet. Not really, rode at the last probably couple miles in the town. Got out, dismissed it in a show of magic. Bar uh, the Count Bartleby is very into the whole magical sort of thing. So it feels like a pretty good way to endure in yourselves to the aristocracy as well. Voinum didn't appreciate it. Voinum was not super amused, no. <laughs> Their parlor tricks are not the way to her heart. But she was cordial enough. You settled down for a nice meal of many, many fanciful and fairly exquisite courses. And slowly, as the night wore on and the main course was delivered, she seemed to have a soft spot for her people, much as you do. It may be one of the only nobles... Uh, Baron O'Kara has expressed through he said the words that he cares about his commoners, but... I haven't really seen much of that. She physically sends her servants home at the end of the evening when she no longer needs them. So they can go be with their families and live their lives. It's much more than most of the Murad nobles will offer to those inferior peasants. He first thanked you for saving Moffis from a manticore, which you had done a few weeks prior, back when you first arrived in Murat, during a totally not weird peasant hunt. <laughs> that was completely okay. <sighs> but then made a rather jarring statement. about Martella's desperation, sending the group of you out here to intervene directly. She knows. She knows not just that you have some tangential tie to Martella. She knows that you specifically, or to a Utropia rather, she knows you've specifically been sent here by one of her agents. And that enough that knowledge alone is enough to be greatly concerning. And today, how bad is it? <laughs> is the question I am sure that is on all of your minds, my party. For us or for her? The chick is up. <laughs> uh, that depends on how much you were really planning on murdering a like fifty-year-old woman today. Uh, not oh. really. Well, I mean, you don't have to murder her to make it bad for her. We it's don't not have... like we were planning on it, but if the opportunity presents itself... <laughs> I'm not say when no. did we go full murder hobo? We're not, I'm joking. But as to all of your... You weren't able to fully contain your reactions and confirm her... I did! I rolled my bluff. Her, her like, seemingly Ooh. already confirmed suspicions that this was the case. Just eating. And she continues to address you. So... The question, I suppose, is fairly obvious. 
the extent of her interest in Stockies, or I imagine the county itself. Now, I'll not ask you to directly answer these questions, of course. I understand that this knowledge alone was simply jarring enough, but let me see if I can piece this together fairly accurately. Atella sent the group of you, under dubious circumstances, to be inserted into the aristocracy here. Placed yourselves as nobles with access to her half-brother, I believe it is, Count Lothied himself, in order for you to take the reins in Stockies and, eventually, return the Palace of Birdsong to the Princess Utropia that I am so sure she's working for. Believe I have that about right. Well, without saying anything further, what would your take on that be? Interest. Is all? You, you see, this is truly a tangled web. It's many-layered and very terribly deep. And I care well. for my people. These kind of movements on the political scene around Marat are... More than enough to get more towns involved than need be. So what I do have to know, and what I will press so far as to ask, does Voinaris, its people, or truly, even the good people of Lothidar, lie in your sights? What do you mean by lie in your sights? Do we intend to attempt to take over baronies that are not our own at present? Am I right on that, Baroness? Perhaps. In the worst case scenario, I would be concerned that you had eyes directly to overthrow each of the ruling bodies here, working your way towards the Count, but Martella would not be so direct. She far from lacks the finesse to avoid such clear confrontation, and certainly lacks the manpower to back up such a post. Though I do find it suspect that for the five ruling areas of Stockies, she has sent five men. Well, if you can't take them by force, which obviously the five of us are not here to do forceful things. We're here, as you've seen with Stockies, to influence. We're and not here to... help the people. Exactly. Once we realized that this is going on, it took a more personal approach. I did not realize that things like manhunts still existed. It was a shock to all of us. Truly, it, it is quite the despicable practice, is it not? It's It's... Outrageous. We between that and the halflings and the halflings, the whole part. It was. It it has taken us into a more personal interest to the uh, how they are treated. That's just. It went beyond being just the overseers of a town. Everything we've invested has been of our own personal banking. We want to see this place improved. We want to fix the things that he has left so broken, irresponsibly just broken. You've invested far more 
coin, resources, and effort into the little town of Stockies, then I'm positive that Martella or even the deposed Princess Eutropia, should she be bankrolling this personally, could have spared without access to any of her, her funds locked away in the Imperial Treasury. So I don't doubt your words. And allow me to allay your fears. I have no intention of taking this news to the Count nor his Seneschal, though I have heard the rumors of your involvement with Eutropia directly, which more or less concerned or confirmed my original suspicions. No, I bring you here on as friendly terms as I believe safe for myself and for my barony and for my people. I have no intention of being deposed myself and I have no personal stake in this family spat Martella has with her half-brother. But, as I said before, I do very much owe you. You saved good Moffus's life from the Iron Lash and slew it in the process, possibly saving countless more lives over the coming years. I brought you here on good faith. Well, we are certainly happy to hear that you, while not sharing our exact interests, are at least passive in our endeavors. Now, I don't know what in particular it is you intend to do, and believe you me, I have no wish to divine more than I already have. Not that I expect you would divulge anything to me, irregardless. But... I will offer you advice, such as I can, and consider our debts settled. All I know is what I've heard from the Count and his Seneschal about whisperings of you being involved with Eutropia. I know of the Lady Martella Lothied, as much as she may hate that name, and her prior connections to Eutropia and her operations out of Apara. I know that the princess's web of connections and influence has dwindled greatly with her father being removed as he was, bless his heart. And I am familiar with the family history of my own count, as I would hope is standard practice for any of those ruling beneath him. With those pieces... And my under knowledge of the history of the Palace of Birdsong, where it came from, its political and personal ties, and that the land and the building itself do rightfully belong to the Stavian family. It's rather simple to piece this all together. I don't know what exactly it is you hope to achieve here specifically. But... It's not a terrible stretch for others to piece it together as well. Now, you find yourselves here in Backwoods Marat. This is a far cry from the bustling streets of Apara that I'm sure you're used to. And those here have grown, at best, fat and at worst, lazy on top. Would not be surprised if none of them knew off the top of their heads the history of the Palace of Birdsong, or even of any living relatives of our Count Lothian. But make no mistake, if you're tied up in this here, and now, 
and you've agreed to whatever terms it is Martello and the princess have set for you to take this personal risk and stake your very lives out here in Marat County. I assume you will take this further. I'm an old hand at the Talden political game. I have retired out here to these lands as they belong to my family, and I appreciate Marat's simplicity. In fact, you all seem very fresh at these kind of adventures, these exploits of intrigue and these political games. In fact, with what resources Martella has left, I very much suspect that's why she chose you. To cut your teeth, as it were, out here in a forgotten and useless county. With, at best, a pair of nobles that deserve the titles. But if you continue this line, which I expect you will, I cannot even cast the barest shadow on the knowledge or the wit of Maxilar Pytherius and his like. Your pursuits here in Marat would not go so easily unnoticed somewhere with a much closer and more practiced eye upon you. You would do well to exercise extreme caution if you do intend to proceed further. Well, with all of your experience, I would hope that our uh, gusto would ignite some of the passion you had for helping the people. Even though, you, as you say, you are retired, would you be interested in doing what is right for the people as it has not been done in recent times around here? I have no stake in your game. This dispute Not is between your people? Martella and her brother, and truly, I've no real care for who takes the reins of this county. And while I believe it would be difficult for it to be more ill-managed than it is under Bartleby's current oversight, you'll forgive me if I am... Not rushing to throw my lot in with these new usurpers, fresh-faced and newly arrived. Not Truth even if told, they're asking for advice. I believe I've given you advice. If there's anything well, in particular you seek, again, I'll consider, uh, consider my debt to you for saving Moffis settled, but I will do my best to answer questions you may have. But beyond that, I've no desire to see my stake or those of my people wrapped up with some lesser war for the crown, as I believe they're calling it back in the capital. Truth be told, I believe we have possibly passed the point of full etiquette here. I see no reason to throw in my lot with either side. You have thrown coin at Stockies, which while I appreciate your concern for its people, clearly, demonstrates no real aptitude nor ability to properly rule. You've taken your jurisdiction, and the few cases that have been dealt to you, you've ruled according to the puppeting hand of the Count directing you, which perhaps would have been differently, but I see you as no different than 
Baron O'Kara, perhaps, but with significantly less experience. You follow the word that is presented to you and no more. While simple enough and it will function, they look at you, Sir Stalwart, and you, Lady Dentho, and even you who play your cards closer to the chest, Sirs Landless and Rostam. I see no reason to throw my lot one way or the other and stake my claim here. And Miss Abendago, I must say, I'm at least somewhat impressed by my inability to read you. Rare sight in these parts. It's perfectly fair to remain neutral. I'm not going to blame you for it. You are doing what is best for your people, and I personally find that to be very refreshing. Or she's doing what's best for herself. Ignore. That's rude. You gotta pick a side. Come on. You don't have to. Neutral so safe. To, and she doesn't have to right now. That's fair. In the future, things may change. I believe you are here to return this palace to Martella and inevitably Princess Eutropia herself, as I imagine she's holed up in some safe house in the capital where it's outlying lands for now. I would be a fool to believe anything, but that she intends to take the crown back for herself. And for that, she will need lands, tithings, and area in which to operate. Where better than Marat, the Forgotten County? That, by all legal rights, she does already own. With or without the crown. Now, all of that said, Sir Rostam, if you have questions to ask me, I will do my best to answer, if it is not too terribly opposed to my interest and does not require me to commit myself to one side or the other. I am very interested in the history of the Palace of Birdsong that you spoke of. Put... Simply, as it is very long and does extend back to the beginning of the Stavian line, it was a vacation home, once visited frequently in the summers by the Stavian family, forgotten in recent decades, near centuries by now, but they do still hold the title. As Apara called more and more to require more direct involvement in several of the more recent Stavians, prior to our most recent Grand Prince, saw fit to take a direct hand in politics, uh, reversing the outlaw of Sarenraic warship and settling true peace with Kadira as best they can to the south, securing our borders and ensuring that we still had a firm military hand should it be necessary. Had less and less time to spend on these frivolous golf visits to more pleasurable lands, and left the palace in the hands of their trusted stewards, the Lothids, who have served them for far more generations than I'm sure even Bartleby recalls by now. Oh. So technically, the lands are still theirs, but without the Stavian name behind her, Eutropia has difficulty claiming them. Hmm. Although it does seem interesting that she would send you into this with what appears to be less information than I had imagined. I imagine most of your preparatory time was spent very much particularly on the goings of stockies and the late 
Lady Bentley, settling you into your direct role there, as you are probably as green as I assume. Honestly, when it comes to the intricacies of the situation, my job here is a businessman. I, I'm not going to lie. When it comes to the political side of things, I prefer to distance myself. I'm just here to make a stable way for stockies to exist. It benefits me and it benefits them. That certainly gives you ground from which to approach. I have heard much, much around this county of your various exploits, not only in the direct rebuilding of stockies, but your more strangely hands-on approach to dealing with assorted problems. I've heard, of course, now of how you have helped the young Dame Crab with her affliction. I don't understand the details, but I understand that the renovations of the pump house Stockies is currently undergoing was not as simple as hiring a team of contractors to deal the work. Uh, it was just a few goals, nothing that you don't come across every now and then. Regardless, your exploits may have had further spread reverberations than you anticipated. I would assume the direction Martella gave you, as you've of course no standing yourselves, was to try to turn the county against him. Which, as far as the common mind is concerned, you very much have. Well, there is no need to turn anyone against anyone if everyone simply just loves you. Love does not write the laws, Sir Stalwart. You do well to remember that. There is nothing other than secession of his title or his death that can remove Count Lothied from his stewardship of these lands. We are hoping it will be secession and not death. That is not what we actively seek and never has been. I said I have no stake, and if I understand it, Martella has little love for her half-brother, but would not be surprised if she wanted to go one way nor the other. But if you have any other well, questions for me... Well, on a, on a less serious note of things, uh, we've just finished our public house, and we're renovating our estate. Perhaps you would like to come by and hear the story of what happened with... Uh, the Crab Estate in Sepsinia's ailment sometime. Given your current standing and the matter of this discussion, I would hope you'll understand me, uh, understand as I find myself declining such an invitation. I have no desire to visit Stockies and possibly embroil myself further, or at worst, even endanger my person should I arrive at the wrong time. You've already the Seneschal sniffing after you. I try to cross paths with our good Sir Gusern as little as possible. I can't understand why. He's such a personable type, you know? He's not a bad man. He's just trying to do what he thinks is right by the law. There's no reason for faulting him for that. Absolutely. The faults of this man lie far from his inaction of the word of the law in this county, nor from his outreach of the Church of Abadar itself. Truth be told, I find difficult to determine which more directly controls the dog's actions, the Count's or the Lady Archbanker. 
for our sake, I hope it's the Archbanker. <laughs> Tell me, when was the last time you spoke with Count Lothian personally? It has been some time. We, uh, we attempted to make a uh, report to him and Sir Gersane ourselves uh, after an untimely robbing by the Night Swan, um, but they would not see us. You simply arrive because, as tribunes, you do, it is well within your powers to petition the Count for an audience, given notice. I think we'll be doing that sooner rather than later. Yeah, especially after the whole tax incident. It would seem a truly basic mistake, given your true intentions here in Marat to proceed as far as you have without keeping tabs on the very count you seek to remove. In fact, it seems to me this whole ordeal would be much easier if he was more inclined to agree with the group of you in the first place. Mm -hmm. did seem to take a liking to you, Sir Landless. There has been a lot going on this past month. We did intend to speak with him more properly, but it just hasn't come to pass yet. Not a lot of free time repairing stockies. Understandable. You've had the shoes of a new tribune to settle into, overseeing an entire town and its growth, in addition to attempted subversion behind the scenes. Quite a lot for anyone's plate, I do believe. Now, if you've nothing further to ask of me on this account, there's reason to sully our entire evening with such talk. I simply wish to make my intentions plain and clear. I have no stake in the Lothied's battle. I have no claim to either side. I have no real concern, truly, where the crown ends up falling in Apara. But as long as my people and my barony are left out of your shuffling, I see no need to intervene or endanger your efforts. We appreciate your candor, and I, I assure you that we, those are wishes that we can do our very best to grant. So, do any of you have anything else that you want, like important that you want to ask? You want to ask her about the virgins at the bottom of the lake and the swan? The Night Swan legend there, Baylor. Since she knows so much about the. I mean, we can song. bring it up. Yeah. Uh, if you ask uh, her Baroness, opinions on the Night Swan, Baroness Voinum about either of those matters, she knows little about the actual legend, uh, about as much as the peasant in Stocky said. She knows that. <laughs> There was the dispute between the Duke and his young wife. He killed her, sacrificing virgins for a couple generations, and that uh, Count Lothi to stop doing that. <sighs> she thinks it is superstition, of course, but doesn't know anything further about the legend beyond that as not having any stake in it. She's seen... Yeah, it's not the th type of thing she would be really interested yeah, she's in. Like, this is dumb, I don't care. So she doesn't know a lot about that. As far as the Night Swan's concerned, and she's got the same opinion as all the rest of the nobles, more or less. Pretty much the same as Baron O'Kara. We have an 
insane super bandit or group of super bandits or supernatural bandit or whatever that has been playing Or a boogeyman that doesn't actually exist. Or a boogeyman, yeah. He's no real strong stance on that one either, other than obviously it needs to be stopped, but nobody seems to have the ability to do that. <clears throat> Okay. Anything else? That was my... Throw a dice at, at, uh, say, so then do we move on to more pleasant conversation? <laughs> yeah, because moving on to uh, to more pleasant conversation, you are here, I assume, just as you, when you visited Crab, you are here to stay the evening and <laughs> discuss things with Baroness Voinum, which means you will have uh, a social two social rounds, one for the evening and one for the morning, in which to attempt to influence her. So we can do that the same as we did when you visited dame crab before each of you since you're spending an entire evening and morning here just with the baroness each of you gets to make a roll and i'm gonna take i take the highest out of all of them okay what are we rolling now uh that depends what do you think you want to use to influence baroness plenum intimidate uh she's got intimidate knowledge geography and diplomacy are her and ride, I believe. And ride too, actually. Yes. How, the, how do you? I don't know. I don't know. Talk do you, about riding. How do you talk about riding? Yeah, just, she I just. Mean, I can talk about riding. Ask Bryn. I can talk a lot about yeah, riding. She, for she a enjoys. Long time. She has a stable of horses for her own enjoyment. Uh, she, how about if Bryn she doesn't RPG? race them or anything, but she does enjoy. Uh, she enjoys keeping them and riding them. And yeah, but if we're all go but we all have to roll the same things, right? No, yeah. you can each roll different. Oh, we don't. Yeah, every one of you can roll a different check. So we'll start with uh, Baylor. What do you want to roll? Knowledge geography. Knowledge geography. Get it out there. And yeah, I definitely want to use my thing to roll twice and take the better result once a day. <laughs> if you let me. It just Ooh. says it's on a roll, right? Because yeah, I really it's... feel like that's not intended for six hours of conversation, and it's more intended for an attack roll. But I'll let you do it. I'll let I'll let you do it because it, it is just a roll. Here, I'll just it roll is... a hard twenty on the first one. No, he didn't do that. No. So go ahead and roll your second <laughs> one. So you're welcome for letting you do that. <laughs> that's definitely a five on the die. And... It's a little better. Yeah, that that's second roll. A Seventeen on the die. I'll give you a twenty-six on that knowledge geography. All right. Uh, I don't think any of the rest of you are going to do better than that, but let's see. Uh, I no, could. What do you, what do you want I to can roll, roll diplomacy. We're going to get a little spooky. Okay, what kind of spooky? Like intimidate. intimidate. Oh. oh. So close. Ooh, you got close. He did actually get close. At 25, you're only one behind him. And you have a lot of ground with which, he, again, this is not, you're not chaotic, stupid, intimidating her. Yeah, like if you if you stand against this, I'm gonna no, stab you. I like talking about her family name. You no, know, you're just. Uh, I would imagine the easiest way to go about it, not to play your character for you, is to be very firm that as long as she doesn't like directly intervene or cause a problem, there's no reason that her barony should be affected. Cough, cough, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Well, I mean, the last time I did this, it was all talking about how. Um, she has such a nice family name that it would be a shame if there were to be 
things said about her and rumors spread. Yeah, but you've actually got pretty good ground now for a real intimidate check because she's actually concerned about your motives here and the safety of her own people. So you got like real intimidates you could be doing carefully. All right, Dara. I actually have no way to get above 26. I mean, you're still rolling to assist. I mean, yeah, if you want to roll it anyway, go for it. But everybody roll. Okay. You, you, yeah, you might as well roll these money. Also, mean, there's still discovery checks we could do if. Yeah, you could. You. If you want to do a discovery check instead, you can do that because you don't actually know a ton about Voinum. I could do a discovery, a discovery check. Okay. Do the thing. Flip back because I got to get back to her little character blocky thing. Sense <laughs> motive been, or knowledge. A, nobility, sense motive I'm or sure. Knowledge, nobility, yeah. I'm positive that's do. what it is. Uh, I don't know what the DC would be, but... Yeah, I mean, I you don't know what the DC would be now. <laughs> it's not 12, though. <laughs> it is It is not 12. That so, guy was almost an 18. Yeah, Baroness Voinum, again, is very... She plays secretive. her cards very close to the chest. And she is very good at this. She has been in the Talden political game for <laughs> quite a long time, and it's she's not an easy read. Uh, but what about you, Kahina? Let's see. I've got that mad diplomacy if I'm not the one today. Secret, secret meta knowledge, which is that, I mean... Baylor seems to be doing a good job of this already. I mean, you can, you can definitely roll to see, try and get bigger, but you could also roll a discovery check. Mm-hmm. Either if way. If you wanted you, to learn want... a strength or a weakness yeah. or another... Because influence. you would know. You would know. I don't know if you marked this down as well that just rolling diplomacy or intimidate is much, much harder right. than I, I to rolled to do very else. high on my diplomacy. You rolled very before. high on a mm-hmm. roll that has a much lower DC than yeah. uh, just the diplomacy. Um thing. then I'll I'll try to sense motive and see what I can get out of okay. this. Uh twenty will certainly be enough to learn something. Do you want to learn an influence skill? Or do you know the strength or weakness of Baroness Voinum? We don't um, have any strength or weakness. Mm-mm. We don't have a strength or weakness. We never threw enough dice at her. Yeah, I know. You haven't interacted with her. She was kind of out of so. the way for a lot of the time. So you could I, learn I, a strength or a weakness or get another influence skill on the list. What do you guys want? She has. A How really does weakness good. work? Is that the one that you want to roll against her? or is that Weakness is a... Uh, it will, if you know it and you can work with it, it will give you a bonus to any future influence checks to use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like if you... Um, it's, a, like, it's it's not a different type of role. It's like a a strategy, basically. A like strategy. A tactic, like, the way you go about... Crab's weakness her. is Subsinia. Yeah. So you talk about Subsinia and Crab is... Gotcha. Like... It, it wants to you know. show interest in Sepsinia so, and Crab's like, oh my god, Mary, like, my daughter. Oh my god, Mary, my daughter. Maybe yeah. we should get a weakness then on, on this, yeah. this hard right. exterior. I'll go for a weakness on Miss, Miss Hardass over here. Well, Baroness Voinum, as you can tell, is very, very stern and very mm-hmm. direct, but t- keeps herself generally very cordial. Etiquette's a huge plant with her. She does everything by the book as weirdly hypocritical as she seemed to have uh, condemned you for doing the same, very much the same thing earlier. She has a lot of respect for tradition. Regardless of what she thinks of it. Like the peasant hunt. 
Beyond that, she has a deep vested interest in history, both of the county and Taldor as a whole. She may have picked up from her knowing everything about the Lothian family, the palace, and also mm -hmm. the I tell you what she wouldn't know about that Anori knows a lot about. Is it a pirate underground? Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting, and it is a facet of Taldor. I thought you were going to say the art of last sitting. I just assume every time he's got the I'm about to mention a part in underground yeah, face. He's, like, <laughs> he's got a look. All right. So last but not least, Nori, what do you want to go for? I was being absolutely serious when I said that. Do you want? Oh, do you want to try to? Uh... I mean, it, that would be something like Nori would be comfortable talking it's, it's, about, yeah, and if she not was a to different listen. influence skill. So, like, it doesn't let you influence her with a part in underground, but your knowledge of the kind of shady history yeah. behind Taldor and even Apara specifically. Tell her about when I jack my contact in the in the, in the Narrows. Would assist you, know? you with whatever influence role you wanted to make, which would have to still be what, the knowledge, geography, right, or diplomacy are the three that you know? Yeah. So it's still one of those three roles if you want to try to influence her. So you might be better off discovering again. Because okay. you're going to get a whole other social round in the morning. You get two for visiting. All right, let's discover then. All right, give me a discovery check. Sense of motive or knowledge ability? Sense motive. And that looks like a 24. That is a pretty good roll. Do you want her strength or do you want another influence? I think I might know another influence. Uh, another pretty, influence. Pretty good. This is a safe guess. Another, another influence. Knowledge history. Probably, well, right? What did you say, uh, Noy? Uh, another influence. So I'm going to go ahead and do you the favor of not rolling possibly knowledge history because I'm going to give you the credit <laughs> for surmising out that that one also works. Okay. You're not, you could, you could literally look at all the options on the skill list and not guess this one. Uh. And it is her secret love. Her Can I guess? Her I have easiest one. DC. Artistry. <laughs> Perform percussion. <laughs> <laughs> I like the reach. I like the effort to reach out to something that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to guess it's swim checks. Profession <laughs> brewer. No oh, way. No. 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 I just gave no. you the greatest thing ever. As written. As written, wow. that's unbelievable. As written. And once again, no. Mel just, somehow stumbles no. into the end. The idiot's another session. It's <laughs> amazing. She, although right, it is go. not prim nor proper, very much likes to drink. And oh. beyond that, takes a great interest in the process of creating various beverages of the alcoholic persuasion. So I think Nell might Go have a now. pretty good role for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So with that, with that 26 on knowledge geography, you have, you can tell that you have, uh, like, I, like I told uh, Kahana, you have definitely made a fairly good impression this evening. She is, does enjoy this conversation and she is fairly impressively able to pretty much flip a switch and going from the talk about Martella and literal treason to just polite dinner conversation and 
like geographical discussion and various points of interest throughout Taldor and its time and its lands. Like, nothing. She may be an emotionless robot. But you do well enough to tell she does enjoy it, so you definitely succeeded, and beyond that, you succeeded enough that you can choose whether to take a success or to, uh, to take a success. Oh, no, you don't actually get to choose because you, you didn't succeed enough to get two successes. But you succeeded enough to get a success and another discovery check. She still has more influences you can find out or her strength. Let's do the strength. I think we've all pretty much gotten influence we can use. I so. don't feel like this is a tack you would take, but just on the off chance that anyone named Nell uh, would consider <laughs> going this way. She is absolutely unamused by flattery. She sees flattery as the shallow pandering that it is. And it is she virtually is impossible. The I have been opposite of crab. I she have is not the, once tried she to flatter is the her. polar opposite of damn crab. Well, I'm and really glad you told me that. <laughs> no interest in flattery. I yeah, learn, knowing the strength is useful. Because if, if you go with the strength, you, you take a minus five hit to your roll. So not a good time. So you finish up the somewhat possibly awkward dinner and uh, Baroness Voinum actually stands up and retrieves the final course of desserts herself. A platter spread wide with various delicious fruity tarts and a few plainer puddings for those who are not Kahina. <laughs> not as interested in just or not as fast as Kahina. Yeah, giant. Or <laughs> <laughs> not as fast as Kahina. Kahina's got to really up that sleight of hand so she can look like she's you know having her decorum and stuff. Meanwhile, while people aren't looking, she's just like while well, still physically hiding. full fisting pastries into her mouth. <laughs> and uh, beyond that. She personally, of course, since all of her servants have gone home for the evening, personally shows you out to the guest wing of her estate. Uh, fairly detached from the main bulk of the home. It is almost an entirely separate building out to the side, connected with an annex, almost a short hallway that leads out to a pair of guest, guest rooms and a bath. And there, she leaves you for the evening. <laughs> Say your polite goodbyes and good nights, and have an opportunity. If you are not terrified of discussing anything at a noble's estate anymore, Shem, you literally left. So yeah, he no, I saw that. I, I literally, Shemu <laughs> actually got up and left. No, he's like, nah, uh, uh that ain't me. <laughs> and Nori's like, I'm out. Good night. Nope, not again. No, never. Stuff again. Stuff CR and into a bag, tie it. You don't get to say anything. <laughs> So, anything you all want to discuss or do before you head to bed for the night? You know, I mean, other than what just... are the odds that there's knowledge brewery, a professional brewery? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I'd assume we'd share what we learned about her. No, well, but other than the, that, I mean, you were all at the table together, so it's yeah. kind of like a cohesive effort. You all, uh, that, none of those discovery checks would need to really be shared. I mean, I mean, the funny part is that some notes. the conversation with her. To find out that she hates flattery would probably be talking about Dame Crab, <laughs> realistically. That's too funny. But so th my plan for the conversation in the morning is I'm going to go jot down some recipes and ideas. And that's going to be how I present Profession Brewery to her in the morning. 
It's not. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, when you're right. No, profession brewer is actually a check. I was like, it's not a separate check. But no, that one is a check. That wasn't a weakness. That was just a physical check. You can roll profession mm -hmm. brewer. So uh, the next morning, you are uh, you all awaken naturally after a good night's rest. I don't think no nightmares have any damage or anything because we haven't fought anything in a while. So I think you're all perfectly fine. But uh, y'all awaken after a good night's rest in the morning. Prepare your spells, do your morning rituals, argue with CRN, whatever it is you do. And <laughs> that's, you know what? That makes me think. Like, Anoy never really had this thought until just now, but do, does he at least close his eyes in the morning when I'm getting dressed? Because I don't want him, like, watching <laughs> me and stuff. <laughs> so, I never really thought about that right now. So. The way I am going to say this rules-wise, Ciaran the sword, and I didn't think about this until afterward. He wouldn't even have had to be in a sec. Ciaran can see. Ciaran's sheath can't see. He functionally lives with a bag over his head at all times because he's in a sheath that's not part of him. That, that sounds so depressing. Yeah, so he only can see when you pull him out of the sheath and are wielding him. And then he can actually see the area. All he, he has he, ever seen is combat. Yeah, he can't magically see through your sheath. So it already as as... contemplates buying a glass sheath. <laughs> <laughs> or does she? <laughs> or at least cut it like a slot in the side. So we can like stick Peoples. his head out the window while you're riding. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> I've seen it all before. <laughs> oh, no! Well, not wait, all wait, 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 We turn your sword into the dirty perm sword? Is that what we're going? <laughs> No, no, no. It was a random thought of things that need to be addressed. Not all sword sheaths are full leather bindings. Some As, of them are just a hilt that locks onto the... Uh, well, hers is scabbard. on her back. Like, it's... it's I guess a, that's true. Is he in a full sheath? Like, is he in a full sheath and scabbard, or is he just... It is definitely... There's a sheath she wears on her back. That's that what I thought. You're like a character, and I'm pretty sure you have a full sheath on your back. Yeah. Pretty CRN, so... All right, anyway... In the morning, about an hour or so after sunrise, after you've had ample time to prepare your spells and awaken and clean up, do your daily morning rituals, get dressed, etc. Uh, one of the servants knocks at the door and invites you back into the dining hall for a light breakfast. And there, we'll find ourselves an opportunity for a final social round with Baroness Voinum before we head out to whatever it is in Greater Marat we intend to do with our afternoon. So, Baylor, what do you want to roll? What do you think I want to roll? I'm going to guess it's knowledge four. Aw. Uh, unfortunate this time with a 15 on the knowledge histories, trying out the new one, taking the risks, as it technically determined via discovery checks that knowledge history is one of the things that works on Voinum. I'm unsure. I don't know for sure it's going to work. I don't go full into it. <laughs> and you really don't feel like she's biting. But you're not positive if that's because she's actually not really interested or because she's more interested in Taldor and you and your wizard studies are much more global and widespread. You know a lot less about the minutiae of the Talden region and even beyond that Marat than she would be interested in. Your knowledge there is surface level. You can Nobody's name the heard 50 of Marat. states maybe. Now... It's your so, moment. I'm going to be super excited. I'm going to come over with that book that I bought and, and the notes that I wrote down. And I'm going to, to lay it down on the table and I'm going to ask her, 
So I was reading over some some dwarven ales, and I had an idea to to cross some dwarven and halfling recipes to see if I could get something a little bit less bitter. What do you think? Oh, genius. That is uh, 12? What is that on the die? That is a 12 on the die. That is the cocktest die I think I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, better reroll. But, uh... <laughs> We're playing Warhammer. You'd be rerolling that immediately. But uh, no, that's a twelve. Uh, that's a twelve. So you get a seventeen total on your profession, brewer. She is much more interested in lighter drinks, wines particularly seem to be her area of interest. And although she is interested enough in just the general brewing process to have to show some amount of intrigue to this discussion. She knows virtually nothing of anything about dwarven brewing techniques. Dara. Okay, so uh, Dara is actually going to... You can still discover uh, decks. Well, I was actually going to do a um, actually, talk really about... Only technically, the only one you haven't discovered is knowledge history that you basically have, so I guess it's not really about anything more to discover with her. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, what uh, Dara was going to do was talk uh, about the the horses that have been in the military and what, like, the more traditional type horses are and the horses compare the breeds to the horses that are today and how they've changed and how the yeah, pedigrees have changed. The you know, stuff history you talk of horses. To, stuff you yeah. talk to actual people about in real life. Stuff I talk to people about all this the is, time. This is your moment. <laughs> She wants, she's a horse girl. You got this one on lockdown. You know how to talk to horse girls. So but does Dara. I don't know if Dara does. Yeah, that's the problem. You know how to talk to horse girls. He kind of no, does, but not, not really. terrible. He, he knows some. I mean, you being in the military, you would have at least had uh, an amount of training uh, from horseback, especially as a crossbowman, as next to lancers. That's about the most effective thing you can put on a horse. Because it's not nearly, it's, turns uh, out, it's kind of hard to accurately shoot a regular bow on horseback. Does, does Dara have an armor check penalty, and do we need to take that out of it? Oh, do you have, do an have an armor, armor check, check penalty? Because that might be higher than 16, that's a good point. Because when you roll ride, it's going to roll ride with your armor check penalty. And this is just ride knowledge. So what is your armor check penalty? It should be on the second tab of your character sheet. What are you wearing? Um, what are you uh, wearing? One chain shirt? Uh, so what's that, minus two? And I thought my sword was pervy. Oh, <laughs> something else worth asking. Since these That's are knowledge checks, should we use our intelligence instead of wisdom? And no, you're using like whatever that? the stat is. It's still normal stat. So uh, our, uh, change shirt's a minus one. I out the plus two. Change shirt's a minus one, so that's a 17 on the right yeah. there. Politely interested. Kahina. Uh, I know it's higher, but it's the only thing I've got. So Kahina. Diplomacy. Kane overhearing all the others decides more to try to build on to some like sees maybe where what uh, Nell is going for and what Dara's going for, but they're not just not quite reaching. So she's diplomatically trying to just like add little you're playing off of the other, you're playing off, yeah, the yeah, playing off and trying to get Voinum to give a little more so okay. that they can then expound on it. All okay. right. 
Go ahead and roll me that check. So, 24. 24 is pretty good. And that leaves us with Inori. What do we got? Uh, it's rough when you gotta when you gotta make the, the influence because you don't I don't think have any great ones for her, but some of these can be made untrained. Uh ride in particular can be made untrained and is a much lower DC than diplomacy or intimidate. I just um uh, can Inori like get a, a moment alone with her away from the party to talk? Is that probably not? It's not a party, it's just the five of you are over. I know and well, she's entertaining yeah. you and seeing you off after the breakfast, so so not really because this is all kind of happening like at the table. Voidum okay. in particular would be more difficult than others because there's really no way, like, if you could give me a good way to orchestrate that, maybe. But. Well, if we were all on the way out the door. And Inori hung behind for a second. But you would need for for an influence check. It's like an hour of talking to. Oh, okay. yeah. It's not like a brief word. But I mean, if there was okay. something you wanted to say to her, like personally, just her as you were leaving, you could. But I wouldn't help you for your influence check. Okay. That's the, the well, then I'll, I'll save that for on the way out then. Okay. And uh, I'll just. <laughs> Man, I guess. <laughs> a bar in underground. You can't roll that one. No. Okay. I think ride is your best bet. I mean, it's not great. I can't roll ride. I, I mean, I did win a tournament with it, but <laughs> I only won my... a jousting tournament. You should totally my do first that. day here while she was watching, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do as a nor. You totally. I, I'm gonna tell the story <laughs> that she was there for. That she was how, there for. How I, I I literally never ever have jousted in my life before, but this on this day. I was victorious. Not positive which which end of the horse poop comes out of, but came and unseated Titus. And that's not gonna. That's, that's a ten. That's a ten. That's she, not gonna be enough. She was, do you have an armor there. check penalty? She knows. Yeah, I'll see. I don't do think it matters. <laughs> it probably doesn't. Is it more? Is it two or more? No, I, it's like one. I think, if that. <laughs> yeah, one. You're not allowed to talk to Voidum about writing anymore. <laughs> oh no! You're locked out on talk. I'm so is that the second thing I got locked out on? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I got yeah. locked out a long time ago too. Voidum just really doesn't like you. Voidum so, is not a fan of Inori at uh, all. See, this she, is why I wanted to. Ha- oh, she doesn't find you endearing. She's not amused by you bragging with a story that she was physically there to observe. <laughs> and we're gonna add ride to the list of things you're not allowed to talk to Voidum about anymore. <laughs> Which I think is the end of now diplomacy also. I think you have both of those diplomacy that are Nori. Right. Basically everything you're not, I can use. You're not really allowed to make influence checks against Voidum anymore. <laughs> and I don't think she would want to have a moment with me on the way out either, apparently. She doesn't, no, she doesn't like you very much. She, uh, she does not approve of your antics now. So, but... On the whole, Inori notwithstanding, nothing went horrifically wrong about the conversation here. I mean, it was casual and pleasant enough. I guess the question is, what's the best out of a 17 profession brewer, a 17 ride, and a 24 diplomacy? Uh, Because I wouldn't be surprised. It is the 17 profession brewer. It's the one that is the best out of those. As the actually the only role that even passed the DC today, not that technically rules wise you're supposed to know whether or not you succeed on them. He was the only one who beat his DC by one. So, <laughs> so you do get one in, successful influence against Voidum on your way out. 
and you return to your just your horses as your magical carriage was dismissed when you arrived, of course. <laughs> The it next... might have been better to just ride in here since she liked riding. riding yeah. So, yeah you she would be horses. the one place that we do just ride to. And it's entirely it's... possible that when next she invites you to Harry State, the invite may be addressed to Sir Rostam and Sir Stalwart, Sir Landless, and Lady Evanego. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll just go in the corner and have a chat with my sword. No big deal. Well, like you really want to go anyway. It's kind of... It's kind of... The best part is she tries. She's she tries, like but this is not house, an Ori's really game. Don't go. This is well, not an what, Ori's game. It has not. She, she'd be proper enough to add a plus one at the end of the list. <laughs> Every time the plus comes one. The... <laughs> I just hope it's Bubo or something. <laughs> talking down, talking to people. It's just like. The dice just get me with her every single time. Yeah, I feel but, like Bubo would be worse. But, but that's the draw of Pathfinder. Is it tabletop yeah. RPGs in general? Is that you get to tell half of the story and the dice get to tell oh, the yeah. other half oh, of half. the story? It works pretty well because she didn't do so hot at the you gala get, either. You know, you don't get the full say in what your character turns out to be. That's what makes it interesting. Otherwise, we'd just be writing a book together, just be sitting I mean, around a campfire and telling the dice stories. Just say. This person doesn't like you. Like, as yeah. a person, they just don't like you. And the, the dice is pretty clearly stated. Voidum doesn't like Inori. Well, there we go. That, that oh. No no need to have that last exchange then. <laughs> so, as a breakfast comes to a close and the morning is passed on to near noon, uh, near noon, Venice Voidum stands on the table, wishes you all the best in your future endeavors for Stockies and the greater Marat County. And her servants will see you to the door. Well, I don't know where you guys want to go. We're I'm going to see Crab. Is yep. the question, what is the plan? You guys definitely wanted to go see Dame Crab because Nell is in the neighborhood and would like to go deliver some things to Sepsinia. I'm not crazy about going to I see Crab. Really to see you guys Crab. don't have to. Where are we going, Dara? You, well, you make the call. Let me well, look I would quick. let everyone know our bank account is suddenly empty. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Like any, of you money. Any, any of you, upon checking your meta bags that you've been issued from the Bank of Abadar, would find not coin, but a small card oh. inside. And you would draw it out, and it would have each of your titles. It was a very plain, but have each of your titles across the top. Or whom concerned. Please visit a temple of Abadar at your earliest convenience. And how much was it? 250. And you would think back to your initial terms like of agreement and we realize that in your month in Marat, fee time has come and there was not much coin in there and it's possible we owe the temple of Abadar some money. I'll put 10 platinum into the pot. Okay. okay. I mean, you can also... Do you put it in the bag? No, like I, I'm saying I have 10 platinum that I can put towards this. Yeah, I've got some. Okay, the rest do you want to... I'm a little coins. short. You wouldn't, okay. uh, you wouldn't know. We, we, we talked about it off stream. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know the, the amount necessarily to you exactly uh, uh, unless somebody has been taking the time to play accountant for the party here, which is entirely possible that Baylor has. Would you have mm -hmm. character-wise? I mean... That's an intelligence check. If I was about to say, one. an intelligence check, do I remember? <laughs> well, I mean, have you been keeping track of it? 
In real life, yes. No, yeah, uh, yeah been, I mean, like, would Baylor, as a person, have been keeping track of the uh, the finances with this Abadarian account? Because I know you, the player, Manshaw, literally have, because you own the party sheet. Okay. 17 intelligence. 17 intelligence roll? Sure. You would be familiar at this point. You, maybe, with everything else that's been on your mind, have been caught off guard by it being that particular day. Especially with just having been robbed by the Night Swan. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of fell out of your mind, but you reckon you owe the Church of Abadar about 250 gold. This week just can't get any better, can it, guys? I've I feel like it could get much better, actually. Uh, it seems like it went pretty poorly. <laughs> I do not agree. This could be significantly better. <laughs> this could better. be significantly worse. Um, sorry, hey, I don't know if you guys that. know or not, but she doesn't like me at all, and I've tried repeatedly. Oh, we could tell by just mm -hmm. the look on her face whenever your mouth opened. Oh, come on, now is it that bad? Yes. No, yes, she is. hides it pretty well. She does actually yeah. hide it very well. It's not uh, like I'm not trying, guys. Like, yeah, come she's, on. Not, I, she, she's she, not being rude to her by any means. Mm -hmm. She just are we handing out the money to Baylor briefly? Yeah, I don't I, know. Isn't he the one that was keeping track of it when it went zero? Um, we took the money out in order to buy the lands and everything we needed to build the inn. It's we not like we don't it. have what we need in pocket, and we've got some of those scrolls that Kahina bought from places that we oh. can sell. <laughs> yeah, we can we can do some of that. We can sell some of those. We got some things you can sell off. I yeah. mean, if need be, I have the whole amount on me. I have oh. I have 50. Uh, by the way, do uh, Nell, were you blood. robbed by the Night Swan? I do not remember. I thought uh, it was, was it just a party? Money. Okay, I could not. I did not remember. Uh, here, Baylor, have fifty. Fifty gold. Fifty gold. Yeah, so that's a hundred and fifty. Uh, I have. I can provide the rest. I can throw something at it. I'll give you ten. <laughs> See, uh, ten gold. Dejectedly, you know, he contributes to the party's taxing. So what do you what do you got? Is that 250? Uh there's two scrolls that we have laying around that nobody can use that I can sell. How much do they sell for? Because that might be difficult to sell outside of Lothidar. We're going to Lothidar. I think oh. So you guys are going to Lothidar. <laughs> We're going to Moost. Nell and Kahina are going to Moost. Okay. So Point yeah. Aris is right about centered between mm -hmm. those two towns. So if we go ahead and hop over here, real briefly like. If you both leave here in the morning after you make your uh, make your various decisions for the day, the past Soto, about noon, and you'll get to Moost before nightfall uh, in like the late afternoon. It'll be about the same for Lothidor. You'd get there in about the late afternoon. So both of you would arrive before this day was over. Neither of those are terribly long journeys. Sounds good. So you... Oh, uh, before we go, I would mention uh, perhaps Kahina and I can take a trip to the Southwestern Barony. Yeah, I was actually going to suggest that. 
to make our way back that way instead of the other way. Are you guys saying we this kind before of, we separate? Yes. Yeah. Kind of bank on I that would not do that. <laughs> that seem, that it's supposed to be completely bandits. overrun with bandits. I would not advise the two of you going there alone. Yeah. No, I understand that you are extremely capable in combat. But yeah, like Baylor said, you might not want to take that one on by yourself. Hey, you Even with Tahina there to carry you. You hear it in your head, Inori. You sure about this one, girl? You could get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? In second thought, sounds like a great idea. In the rest are, we're going to go, Lothidar. Do not go down there alone. Okay. Not alone. I'm here with Kahina. The two of you do not go down there alone. <laughs> you listen to Dad now. <laughs> That's fine. We can. I I just thought maybe we could see how fast the ride was from going the other way. So if you we could save some time. You have that brief discussion, and then, as <laughs> every budding GM is familiar with, split the party. Uh, Nell and Kaina head off to Moost to go meet with Dame Crab. And it's a reminder, because we discussed this right after the Jubilee. Are you guys banking on Dame Crab liking the two of you enough to not be offended at all at the no notice? Because we talked about the I Jubilee, mean, you typically give notice to the nobles before you visit them. I mean, Dame Crab likes I'm, you a lot and obviously owes Nell specifically a lot. And Subsidia is really happy to see you. Like, are you, do you know that though, right? You're banking on. Yeah, but at the same time, we're not up. expecting them. We're not expecting to, to be. Hey, we, we're passing. I mean, I could send notice for you guys, but. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, mine. Like, we, we are there to hand-deliver the invitation. Okay. I'm just making sure. Oh, yeah, you're not planning yeah. on staying the night or anything. You're no, probably... no, we were just there to give them the invitation yeah, to we'll, come. We'll okay. I was just, I was just making sure that wasn't something that you had forgotten mm -hmm. as players, and I didn't want to, like, just, ah, surprise, because that's something you'd be fully aware of having lived in Marat for a month now. Right. <laughs> no. You two ride out to Moost, Nell and Kahina, and it takes you a few hours. Uh, the morning passes to noon, and around there, you pass up Soto. That small village that you pass every time you're heading back and forth to Moost. Uh, the one I described briefly before, it's almost just looks like Town of Salem. It's just a little circle of maybe a dozen small huts and cottages. Is there anything here it. that would be interesting to me at all? Uh, the town in general, not so much, but possibly that in the middle of the town there's about 14 people just kind of gathered around it's very quiet it seems like one person to the front of the group is speaking and they pay you no heed whatsoever as you ride by oh top, time to stop and listen yep uh i guess i'm just gonna listen in because it's you not to, like we're riding like in a ride hurry. Into the town to yeah. be close mm -hmm. to listen to this. So you, you, you pull up your horses and turn the two of you head up towards Soto, this tiny little hamlet and Voidum's Barony still. They haven't gone out into Dame Crab's. Actually, Dame Crab is also in Voidum's Barony. She's not a baron. So uh, you head towards these buildings. It appears to be funeral rites. You don't see a body 
anywhere, but that's not uncommon in Marat. Things like Iron Lash and the friggin' Gold Pebble Canyon Snake mm -hmm. just prowl the woods and the wilderness here. Not really road guards or anything, and sometimes it just happens. But it's very somber and solemn. As they're saying their last eulogies for someone that lived here, apparently. Well, I mean, if that's all they're doing... Gather information? I'd like to figure out possibly what or why this happened. But, I mean, so not... It's probably not gonna roll a diplomacy check to gather information in the middle of a funeral. I would no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. And you then dis afterwards... Uh, you, you dismount your horses and come a little closer. And as you do, as locals kind of start to notice you, as you pull in and you... There's no hitching posts for your horses, so... Mm -hmm. Just get home. Yeah, just hold on to the leads. And head over closer. The group starts to almost kind of, like, part and shuffle away from you, uh, giving you a very wide berth. And they throw you a bunch of weird, kind of suspicious-slash-dirty glances as you approach, but none of them say anything. The eulogy ends very shortly afterward and a after a brief group prayer to Arostal as I have recently learned it's pronounced via the video game Pathfinder Kingmaker I thought it was Aristil for like four years but after a so brief did I. group prayer to Arostal uh, is it canon? is it? because I swear it's Aristil let me I'm gonna google it Real quick, I'm gonna interrupt this funeral to Google Arostal because I'm pretty sure it's pronunciation on the wiki, which is not necessarily anymore. No, it's Arostal. Yep, we're wrong. It's Arostal. We've just been wrong forever. Uh, after a, a brief group prayer to Arostal, make me a sense motive check, each of you. Or knowledge religion, but I don't think any of you have that. No. And I was like, okay, funeral's over. The two. Yeah. <laughs> and a uh, 14. Uh, you're not personally, you obviously worship Shailen. Okay, you know, you're not uh -huh. personally familiar with uh, worship of Erostal. But the prayer seems odd to you. But you're, you're not familiar enough with Erostal to know why. So, what did you want to do afterwards? Uh, just simply, we were passing by. Pay, pay our condolences. Yeah. Uh, most of the peasants would shuffle back to their homes or their small farms. It seems like there are a few uh, goat farmers out here. It seems like even multiple of these families have one big communal goat farm with a really small herd, actually. Maybe only like 15 goats total. There's about as many as people in the town overall. And as you nod and express condolences to a couple of peasants, they just look away from you and head back to their homes and their farms. None of them do more than just look your direction briefly as acknowledgement. All right. The only one left around is the one who is giving the eulogy himself, who stands there with his hands folded, just kind of eyeing you. 
I suppose I will walk up to this individual and pose the same statements to them. Just, we were passing by, saw the gathering, heard what it was, and wished to pay some respects. Thank you for your visit and your kind words. Is there anything we can get for you before you're moving back onto the road? Not in particular, just we saw what was happening and thought we would offer words and prayers. Then I bid the parry ye pleasant it's, afternoon. It seems as if this was rather... Everybody looked very sullen and shocked. Was this a sudden? An accident? Well, not burdening ye outsiders with our personal concerns, no. It was expected. But unfortunate nonetheless. She had been terribly ill for weeks. I'm sorry to hear that. It's nothing like an epidemic. No one else is sick, are they? Just... You need not concern yourselves. We take care of our own. Well, if perhaps the next time something of this type of situation were to occur and you found yourselves in need of help, I would not mind helping. Mm-hmm. You can send I, I know, just stockies. Yeah, I, I know how odd that must sound coming from a noble, but we do want to help. As you uh, you look at this, this man, he's got a... Uh over what is pretty standard just cheap easily homemade peasant garb mostly of just like cheap cloth or burlap he does have a cloak which appears to be very very well made out of a wolf pelt uh, with all of the paws still open and attached two of them draping over his shoulders and uh, to fasten at the front and the last two nearly or the bat behind two nearly dragging on the ground and as you think about it and look around the town, there are similar pelts worked into most of these peasants' clothing. Uh, it appears that with their proximity to the woods here, they get a lot of opportunity to hunt various wolves, especially probably owning a goat farm. Goat farm, yeah, as I was say, where there are goats, there are wolves. That happens a lot, and they seem to be pretty proficient at killing them based on the amount of pelts uh, used for even things as mundane as patching holes in roofs. That's how many wolf pelts they just have around. The secret may be not even farming the goats. The goats might just be bait so they can sell wolf pelts. <laughs> but, uh, he nods again and without a word turns and heads to follow uh, one of the other families back towards one of the homes. And that was slightly odd. I think we should head on the moose. <laughs> Well, if we ever are in need of a wolf hide, we know where to come. Exactly. Wonder, wonder how they feel about snake scales. So you, uh, a little bit of an awkward interact with first contact with the, the people of Soto. Mm -hmm. Map back up and continue the rest of the way towards Moost. And the pair of you would arrive around the late afternoon. 
to make your way in to meet with uh, Dame, well, what is both of the Dame Crabs, realistically, because they're both technically Dame Crabs. The younger Dame Crab and the elder Dame Crab. The other three of you continue <coughs> along the road to Lothidar. Back out past the burnt husk of the building that once <laughs> probably contained a Medusa. Well, it definitely did contain a Medusa. Please like, tell me that in, Please tell me in all the ash and everything across all this, there's these sword scratchings on the side that says Bubo was here. Well, the building is surprisingly mostly intact. Uh, let me <laughs> rode by it before and I described it briefly on the way to Voinaris. The yeah, roof had burned off, but the main structure of the building was majoritively stone and hardy enough timbers that they don't seem to have wholly caught. However, some of the various bits of embers and flame that had jumped off of the building have singed a pretty large radius of the various fairly moist grass around it, so it didn't spread terribly far. Thank you, Being Spring, for that one. And you head back across the river towards Lothidar. And it passes from also noon, early afternoon. And as you're maybe about hour and a half, two hours out this outside the city, recently after passing over the river, you are riding along along a familiar stretch of road that you have ridden along plenty of times before. Typically, roads are calm quiet just with what little traffic there is heading out from Lothidar to the western side of Murat which is much less than what's heading south down to Pensaris is Pensaris is kind of the biggest fishing and lumber community that contributes a lot of general goods up to Lothidar you hear a rustle in a bush not uncommon it's a forest that's a barely settled region there's a lot of wild animals around but it's not super common after that rustle, uh, rustle in a flash for a massive rep vaguely reptilian creature about 12 feet in length to launch itself out of the shrubbery towards your horses. <laughs> Dodge the bullet! So... Oh, Hope you guys like live. You got the coin flip, my friends. I'm gonna need you guys to roll me some initiative. Oh snap! They got this. <laughs> I hope so. Even got a horse token. It's apparently mounted. That's cool. Can you show oh, me on the map so I can see? Yeah, can you? Yeah, we can't see what's going on. <laughs> Oh it's yeah, I can. Uh, black. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I can put you guys tokens on the map so you can at least uh, watch. As we can watch. As we can watch. Watch. <laughs> you can sit up in the corner. And I'll give you. I'll uh, give you eyes here. Right. We'll be able to see everything perfectly fine now. Yep. Thank mm -hmm. you. This creature here is off to the east of the road. He'd actually be going the other direction as it turns south towards Lothidar, but whatever, I don't think the facing of the horses is super <laughs> irrelevant here. And this beast leaps out from the bushes with 
honestly, incredibly surprising speed. Roll his. Dingus initiative. Surprising speed for the fact that he has a surprise round, because he surged out and nobody's 10 on perception notices this thing. And it launches itself towards the nearest horse and rider, which unfortunately for Inori is Inori. Leave my horse alone, bro. It is leaving your horse alone. Don't worry, it's very much attacking you. <laughs> You're fine. Your horse is fine. You're possibly less fine. Its maw opens mightily wide, but it doesn't try to bite at you so much as it charges forward. And uh, what's your flat footed? I'm pretty sure it hits you. I'm just dumb. Uh, it's sick. 15. Yeah, it hits you. It charges forward. It snaps its lower jaw upward as it lunges up to you mounted on the top of the horse. It doesn't bite you so much as it uses its lower jaw to just launch you. Ugh. You take eight damage and you get catapulted off of your horse and land prone in the middle of the road. Dara. Okay, so uh, Dara's horse... Uh, I'm not, like, super familiar with horse combat, but Dara's horse probably spokes. Your horse is definitely not combat trained, so you have to either jump off it or make an immediate handle animal check to uh, keep under control. I want to stay on my horse. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe I don't. I kind of want to get away from this thing. Um, yeah, you got, you got a couple of options, because it is, it is not a combat trained horse. So Will it I is... continue having to roll a, a handle animal? Yes, you're, you're, you can't, since it's completely untrained, you can't full attack at all. It's going to take you your move action every round to keep your horse under control. And then you can use your standard action to either move it or attack. So effectively, okay. even at its best, it's only going to be moving at half speed because you can't possibly double move or anything because the horse is going to be freaking out. You're just trying to control it's freaking out. Okay, um, so if I were to use the horse's spook get a little bit of distance oops that doesn't move my horse too then you would okay, I'll, I'll, and I'll, then hop off then you would need to make an ac, a, a reflex save or an acrobatic shake I'm not sure which to jump off the horse and not go prone I'm pretty sure it's a reflex save okay we'll go with the reflex save because I don't want to look it up right now Okay. Turns out we're not familiar with horse combat. You would be going this way. The horse would bolt. You want to try? You want to try and jump off it down here? Yeah. Okay. Make me a reflex save. Uh, with a twenty-four, your horse continues on very much without you, but you are able to dismount and not fall over. So you're not prone. You're still standing. Okay. Cool. And then I can still shoot once? You can draw your crossbow. Okay, I will draw my crossbow. Inori. Okay, so... Prone, obviously standard stand-up, correct? Move action Move to stand-up. Stand up. Move action to stand-up, even better. All right, so... She's going to stand up. And, uh... I still got my standard. I'm going to... Angrily cast shield on myself. Because she's so, mad now. You're going to stand up, shake off a little dirty. bit, and cast shield. 
uh, because this lizard seems to be pretty upset, and it seems like a generally good idea to put as much magic as physically possible between you and it. So with a quick spell, the arcane barrier materializes around you, uh, centering the bulk of its force between you and this ferocious reptile. Uh, about as stout as a bull, and very, very angry or hungry. It's hard to tell with animals. Baylor. Probably both. Probably both. Uh, I guess I'm more or less falling off the horse, I guess. <laughs> this horse also, obviously, as Anori has been fully booted, is going to do its best to run, and the creature is going to ALO it. They move at 16. And it is going to successfully take quite a mighty chunk out of Anori's horse. Yeah, it just told me the horse would be fine. <laughs> well, it was till it tried to run away, and the thing's like, oh, well, I'll eat this instead. So, uh, the uncontrolled horse is going to bolt and almost immediately start to cant really hard to one side as its hind, uh, its hindquarters are just ripped by this thing's jaw, and it now just has horse meat hanging out of its mouth, blood dripping from its maw onto the road. Anyway, Baylor, continue. So, do I need to do something to just get off the horse? The horse is spooking, so you need to still a reflex save. Because it's, it's gonna bolt. It's just about whether you can dismount it without falling. That's yeah, a nat 20! So, yeah, you absolutely can. This horse is also gonna go for it. But you I saw land. this coming. Yeah, as you as you move action, yeah, you chronomancer, you glimpse the future, you're like, oh no. <laughs> so you land on your feet. Alright. See if this works. See how this thing likes getting thrown around. What are we doing? I'm gonna cast air geyser. Air geyser? Got a powerful blast of air capable of flinging an opponent upward. If it fails its reflex save, it goes flying. Ooh, Where do you a, get these lovely spells? That's a pretty fun spell. I like that. That's interesting. I like, I like so, keeping Dad with us. Dad's such a, such a man. All right, so you cast that spell. DC 19 reflex save. A surge of air shoots up from the ground underneath this beast. And let me see. How reflexive are you? Decently. Uh, decently enough. Is it, so how was it a successful save? Uh, half. So instead of six, it takes, uh, it takes three damage. Does it still go flying or does it not go flying? It doesn't go flying. Oh, unfortunately. The air blasts it and kind of blows it back a bit up onto its rear legs, and the thing is like a half hiss, half roar, just, <sighs> just purified <laughs> anger as it comes back down. Now mad, distracted also, from the I horse meal it? it's already taken. Yeah, roll me your knowledge. It's a magical beast. Nature? You've known more. Uh, you know Arcana than you. for magical Arcana. beast. Yeah, that's why I just like, knowledge, it's a magical beast, you know. <laughs> Baylor. 
I know everything about this. Why are you playing a wizard? You need to be the one rolling the dice. You're getting all the nat 20s. But he gets to save it. He gets to roll good, too. This is not a terribly uncommon creature. It's back-to-back, -back, by the way. I just back-to-back. The 20s, actually, because I didn't roll a d20 for his uh, air geyser. This is a hodag. It's a problem in forests and rural communities, but they're not typically found close to town. Uh, they're usually a problem for hunters that go particularly deep into the woods or the forested areas. And their scales, as well as being quite hard and making them fairly difficult to damage, acting like a suit of full plate effectively, also help them blend very, very effectively into their environment because they are very much ambush predators. Don't think you need a knowledge check for that one. We figured that one out. But, uh... There's... A decent amount known about these because they are so common. They're difficult to kill, fairly fast, and can burrow through the ground about as easily as they can run across it. Also, through ferocious strength and the power of their jaw, they could do what you saw previously, which is just fling people as, uh, as they land. But if they get a bunch of running momentum, that's usually how they try to kill their prey, is just launch them, knock them over, and then end them before they have a chance to react. Uh, you could five-foot step if you want, so you can see and actually take a move, move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want a five-foot step slightly away from the angry hodag, because the angry hodag, now distracted from its mouthful of horse meat, is going to hiss almost like a rattling hiss, put its head down, and bull rush forwards towards Inori, flipping its entire job again as it connect as it connects with her. You got shield on. What's that put you at? Twenty. Gonna hit you again. You're gonna get launched another ten feet backwards, back down into the dirt. Oh, this thing is mean. And you take nine damage. Dara. Okay, so I am going to use two grit to ignore armor, Good and idea. then rapid shot with two acid bolts. Dara, not playing games, is pulling the biggest <laughs> guns in. he's got. Pulling his acid bolts, focus up, and try to find some kind of weakness in this Hodag's hide. Okay, should I just do rapid shot, or should I do the regular? Yeah, you're not hasting or anything, so this is just a rapid shot. You can just use the regular okay. rapid shot. As a 16 and a 13. And this is hitting on... It makes you hit on touch, right? It makes what? The, the grit makes you hit on touch is what it does. It makes me hit touch this AC. This ignores armor specifically. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure it makes it hit on touch AC. It hits on touch because it makes it act like a gun. It makes it act like a gunslinger because it's okay. technically a gunslinger. Gotcha. All right, That's so even you, better. You, you look at this hodag and as it rears its head up and slams into a nori... And hold on, as it uh, as it rears its head up and just slams into a nori and sends her flying, you can see that was it's my rib breaking. Its underside is much, much less armored than its scaly hide. So both your bolts land in underneath this thing's jaw and back behind its foreleg as you try to aim at the bottom of this hodag to get around it. You 
take the time and you focus up as well as you can and land both shots. Okay, and then the cross, uh, there's the damage modifier. Uh, the damage is just normal, but you also have an extra d4 on each bolt from the acid. Rapid shot and the grit don't change your damage at all. Okay, so I'll just do the damage first. Yep, just your damage, uh, damage macro twice. The first bolt does 13 damage. And the second bolt does 11, an 8 and a 6. Those are some good d8s. Yeah. 24 damage into the hodag. And as the first bolt strikes, it kind of reels a bit. It shudders, not so much as reels, as the bolt hits it. It doesn't seem terribly bothered. And as the second hits back behind its leg, it hisses again and turns completely around towards Dara, planting both of its four legs on the ground. And then a 2d4? 2d4 acid damage, yes. Four and three! These are some good rolls! <laughs> you did exactly... 31 damage to the Hodag with those two shots. That's a good time. Inori. <laughs> All right. Inori's gonna stand up again. This time, uh, if you chose to intimidate, it's a, is it require an action or is it free? It's a standard action. All right, well, it's not gonna be intimidating. I'm just gonna say it then. <laughs> uh, she's gonna stand back up. And uh, after it sees this thing turn away, and she's going to be like, oh, no, hey, no, 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 we're not done yet. And she's going to cast Mirror Image and say, try that again. So you stand up and uh, not wanting, I don't know what's wrong with that scene. I'll fix it later. I'll just use this one for Shemmy for right now. Uh, not wanting to get hit anymore by this incredibly angry hodag. You pull up a couple of magical images around yourself to further protect you. Fill me that d4. You get three plus one, so four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did I get the plus one four? Let me just... one per level. three caster levels. So yeah, yeah okay. you get uh, you get four total. Four clones of Anori spring to life as she completes the spell, fragmenting out of her and copying her movements exactly as the whole herd seems to shimmer and shift. Baylor. Yours work? Yours works. Just the bottom ones for some reason. Uh, well. Try one more reflex save on it. And I'm gonna hit it with web bolt. Okay. So you're going to, this time try and hold the thing in place. It seems to be pretty dependent on its ability to run in and just bring its weight to bear. So if you can lock the thing in place, that sounds like it'll be relatively useful. So you fire out a quick spell and a bolt of web across this hodag, and he is going to make another reflex save. Which he is going to fail. He is turned towards Dara right now. His attention is focused down the road at where the acid bolts are coming from, and it literally does not even seem to acknowledge you as you launch this ball of web directly at the hodag. So what is that? And I'll start running down. Yeah, you're gonna leave the general area. So, he's what? Grappled? It is. Entangled? Yeah, it's, it's grappled like it's in a web spell. Okay, so then the Hodag, very much angry about this, 
is going to attempt to break out of this. Probably going to succeed at breaking out. He's absolutely going to succeed. Enraged, he's going to struggle, shake himself a bit uh, with a, a motion that rocks down his entire body as he just tears each of his paws free from this web casing and then turns and thunders down the road towards Dara. Dara. Uh, I'm going to spend two more grit and <laughs> do rapid shot again so with- uh, as you are, you're newer to Pathfinder. You haven't mm -hmm. done a lot of combats. We'll give this to you. This hodag is quite large and looks like it could easily reach you with its jaws from here. These horses are just like gone by now. You may want to five foot step away before you do that. Uh, Oh, typically, right, five foot step. yeah. Typically in Pathfinder, most creatures, most creatures that take up a ten foot space, also have a ten foot reach. Oh, okay. Because they are so large. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Generally, whatever their size is, that's also their reach. Usually. It's not a hundred percent, but yeah, there it's are a good exceptions rule like dire tigers and stuff. Don't have extra reach, but uh. This hodag's a pretty long lizard, and he definitely looks like he can reach you from where you're standing. Okay, I'm actually only going to use one grit, because I do kind of want to keep one grit around. Um, so I'll use one grit, and then do the rapid shot. Alright, so your first bolt will ignore his armor, the second will not, and the first bolt is a natural <laughs> one. So, as you step back... You, bring, you still have your crossbow up and you try to take one shot, but you focus too much on trying to aim for the weak spot as you're scrambling away from this. And it, uh, and as you fire, the bolt thuds into the ground underneath the hodag, uh, striking the road. And the second one, as you continue to retreat, sails by past its leg. Oof. Inori. Okay. He running from me. You running from me? That's what okay, so um, you got what you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> want him to fight me? Uh, Anori is going to use two points of her arcane pool to grant her sword now. Icy Burst, which is also just Frost, and if I crit, then it does Icy Burst. But it's definitely an Ice Sword now. Okay. So you quickly use your personal magic yeah, to just imbue this ice into CR and freeze him. And uh, I'm going to move at this monster, follow him down the road, and I'm going to... And as you rush at him... Okay. He hears you approaching and just whips his tail back at you as you pass okay. through. Because, uh, again, he has 10-foot reach. So he whips his tail out towards you without turning around. And it hits. So 1d6. 6 is you. Reroll a 1 because there's 5 possibilities for your mirror images. It hits you. Oh. He's not looking. The mirror images don't affect him if he's not looking. Wow. <laughs> and, Even on the, the, the shield, too? Yeah, that's what your shield wow. is, because you're 20 with shield, right? Right. 
Yeah, uh, the tail slap hits you through your shield. I mean, the mirror images only function if he's looking at you to be confused by the pile of Minoris. He just heard you coming and flicked his tail out backwards and catches you in the chest as you approach. You take six more damage. Cool. But this Jeez. doesn't launch you, so you can keep going. All right, then. Now that's, uh... And the good news is you still have all four of your mirror images. <laughs> At least actually... you still have mirror images! Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> that 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 furthers her, her anger, getting hit again. And now, uh, free action to have Ciaran give me a little bit of juice. Because now um, she's super mad at this this beast. So just a bit more of Ciaran's own personal magic flashes through the icy blade. And you rush forward at this hodag. Huzzah! Swing. And get a 25. And your okay. sword connects into the height of this hodag as you rush up behind it. You, you stumble a bit from the tail swipe, but you still have the momentum going forward to slam Ciaran into its backside. All right, here's the sword damage. And so Ciaran himself does 13 damage. And then- Unrecognized command. Six, forgot the space. That's the ice. Two more from the ice. Uh, at this point, between the two acid crossbow bolts, which you could physically hear sizzling in this creature's flesh as they just burn their way deeper and more dangerously as he continues to move around and give them more exposure, there is a wide frozen gash up on the backside of this hodag. It screeches this time in pain as it stumbles around to address the fact that it is fighting entirely too many people at once. Baylor. I think it's time for Scorching Ray. Time for Scorching Ray? This, this Hodak has proven itself to be quite angry. And that's a Scorching Ray. A 22 is definitely going to hit the, uh, going to connect with the Hodag, whether or not you have precise shot. That's, I do. That's not a question. It's not It's not difficult to hit the beast. It's difficult to get damage through on it. So this blast of fire, as you cast this, this third attempt at trying to do something to this thing. Is it not Scorching Ray? I swear this had Scorching Ray. It doesn't, so we're going to go with this. Let's see if Fireball's the closest thing I can find. You shoot the Scorching Ray through, and it burns almost straight through the Hodag. Roll me damage. Did I do that right? Yes, I did. All right. And it takes 11 fire damage. And then I'm moving away. <laughs> as much distance as physically possible from this incredibly upset lizard. Alright, your Scorching Ray blasts, like I said, straight through, like, shoulder to chest through this hodag. Leaving a burned, just, hole that for a brief moment you can see completely through as it cauterizes before he starts moving. By all accounts, this thing should 
be dead. It should not be able to continue living with the injuries it's taken. But somehow, the Hodag does not seem to die terribly easily. And Belarus would line up with what you have heard about these creatures. They are inconceivably hard to kill for some reason. However, the Hodag has also realized this is not going great. So, he is going to withdraw away from Minori, out off towards the road here, and then with a rumble, die a bit of effort, dive into the ground and tunnel underneath. And just as quick as he appeared, you lose track of the Hodag. Dara. Uh, Dara's gonna call out to Baylor and be like, uh, where did he go? What what should we do? <laughs> and you can also, if you have nothing to do on your turn, you can ready an action. So you can like ready if he shows up, you'll shoot at him. You can do that. I Anything don't know if Dara, do. Dara, if Baylor has some like, be like, okay. they always go south in the summer or something. He's migrating. You can also hold until after Baylor, so your turn will happen immediately after Baylor. Okay, so Dara's just gonna like freeze and like just like sit there and hold my turn. Do they move south for the spring? <laughs> Where did I go? Anori. Uh, well, seeing him run away, I'm gonna pull a potion and have a drink while I wait for him to come back, if he comes back. Um, right, I have so a few of these. Uh, yeah, you're gonna pull out what a potion of cure light wounds. Yeah, cure potion light wounds. Of, yeah, potion to try to die a little bit less. Yeah, uh, that's D8, right? And these potions, oh yes, D8 plus one. And the potions are magical, and as you drink it, that divine energy uh, fills you a bit, dulls some of the pain, and Ooh, heals you for eight, closing up the worst of your wounds. Baylor. I'm going to pull out a wand and mage armor myself. This is... I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> this is suddenly scary for the wizard. The wizard is not sure what's happening. He is going to cast mage armor out of his wand and uh, a similar blue sheen to the physical field of energy hovering around Inori appears, but this lighter and coating his actual body. Ain't and I'm going to call back to Dara. I don't know. It might be running. It might come back. Anori's gonna. Can, can she interject? Yeah, you can say something real quick. Uh, pretty sure he's migrating south for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. My ribs hurt. It's currently spring. It is definitely. It's. Definitely, it hit me really hard, Baylor. It's Gosrin. It's summers fast approaching. But, uh, Dara, with that knowledge. Okay, um, I'm going to go with the direction, because it started to go right, uh, it started to go east, so I'm going to go west a bit. Um, and then just ready for whatever. Just kind of keep looking You're around, ready up, and the, the three of you kind of wait. Billor, now with his armor, and Nori with her clothes and her shimmering shield revolving around her. And the group of you wait for it to reappear or something to happen. 
but after a brief rumbling where it had disappeared under the ground, see no further sign of the beast. A minute passes, and then two. I'd be trying to run after the horses by that point. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'm going to go try and get the horses. The horses did not bolt forever. Uh, they would have run a, a fairly decent distance to the south and uh, make, me a, make me a survival check, actually. They wouldn't stay on the road. They would just be trying to run as away as they can. Uh, they would definitely stay on the road, actually. All right, well, they stay on the road, so I'm going to trust the <laughs> horse expert on this one. So never mind. They would definitely still be on the road. What about mine that got half his... His hindquarters eaten. Uh, he, he would definitely dead. be dead by the time you find him. Uh, he killed my horse, man. But, so am I still ready, rolling survival check? No, if, if he's going to stay on there, I, I trust your horse insight. <laughs> you know horse things. So if he if they'd stay on the road, I guess path of least resistance. If he's going to stay on yeah. the road, they're going to stay on the road. And he would bolt down the road, and you'd find him a few, probably a few hundred yards down the road, a decent distance, far enough for the road to have turned a bit and then to get out of sight before they would have calmed down and just kind of started well, probably just standing there terrified like maybe grazing mindlessly I don't know how long horses stay terrified for but you would find them you would find them and other than the fact that Anoris is very much dead at this point the other two are seem to be okay and what was that did you see what this thing did to my jacket god Anori herself uh, limping up after the group. Group clearly quite injured from this encounter. Don't worry, guys. It's only a couple broken ribs. I think I'll be okay. We're I'd... heading to a church anyway. Maybe we can get you healed up. Oh, don't don't sound too scared about it. Like, oh, don't worry, I'm all right. But you guys, I want that thing. Why aren't we going after him? How would we follow it? You're a tracker, aren't you? I track Not things through above the, the ground. ground. <laughs> oh, it went in the ground. I thought it went into yeah. the leaves. No, oh, it, it, it burrowed. <laughs> yeah, it, it burrowed in the ground. I will forget that. Great Jagras has left the region. <laughs> the Great Jagras. <laughs> That's pretty good. That sounds yeah. like my history playing Monster Hunter. They have left. Well, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So, it was 45 minutes of my life. I mean, Nori can double up on one of your horses. There's no difficulty in that you've done that before and you would be able to uh with a lot of pain riding on the back of a horse because i mean is one of you kind enough to let her sit in the saddle or is she just yeah. bareback yeah. behind you injured ow ow <laughs> ow ow every step of the horse i don't i don't know how much it will help but you can sit in the saddle it's probably still gonna be a painful ride the other the next hour or so to lothidar but you will arrive there with no further incident. And I feel like that is a good time for us to take our break for our afternoon session here real quick. So we can stand up, use the bathroom, wipe the blood off of your jacket, Inori. I'm not so, stitch this all up. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, guys. And then come back immediately. So we are good to continue here. So let's start with Nell and Kahina, since they weren't present for that last fight. As you arrive in Boost, shortly after these other three deal with a very angry hodag on the side of the road, what is the plan? Are you heading right to Dame Krabs? How late is it? Uh, be like mid-afternoon. Yeah. 
it's not crazy late. It's not like dark or anything. Probably yeah, I, I would just head straight there. Yeah, because we're taking her like a thank you, like Kahina pinned a thank you note and um, the invite for them to come uh, now that we were finishing up the house for them to come and right. visit. So as you arrive, in, uh, as two of you arrive in Moost, the people here are incredibly friendly. You get the feeling that the story of what may have happened last time you were up here has spread a decent ways because you have people bowing, you have kids coming out to stare at <laughs> these uh, these two new visitors. You have almost everyone waving, smiling. Uh, the attitude here is much different than that that you may have gotten used to and all the things that have happened in the War for the Crown so far. These people are downright excited to see the two of you coming. And somehow, inexplicably, by power of gossip and peasants, word of your arrival manages to reach Dame Crab's estate before you do, even going directly there. And when you arrive, when you arrive at Dame Crab's estate, uh, Parthena herself is already waiting to receive you, literally in the doorway. <laughs> so any uh, any doubts, any concerns you may have had about not announcing your presence do not seem to be an issue whatsoever. Dame Crab really likes you guys. <laughs> and, and as her usual self, as you ride up on your two horses, she doesn't seem to know where to start talking almost a mile a minute, bouncing from one thing to the next before finally setting on, no, Abadon, forgive me. Come inside, please. Of course. And as you enter, you would see Sebsinia waiting inside. Oh, this, did they not give her a That's not a happy, a happy Sebsinia token. So so she's okay. This is still Sebsinia's token, but she Aww. doesn't look like this anymore. Uh, in fact, Sevcinia is smiling. As the two of you enter, she nods. Lady Evandago, Sir Stalwart. It's very nice to see you. Sevcinia! It's very nice to see you. And How are so, you feeling, my dear? I am much better now, thank you. I'm you glad to hear it. would not believe the difference even a few weeks has made. I'm what? sure with that horrid creature that you had looming over you, this has been quite the... I wish to think no more about it. I've made my peace with what happened. And please, I'm sure you are thirsty. You've had quite some ride from Stockies. And she motions towards the dining room. Hmm. Arthena is about as close as physically possible to losing her mind with excitement here. As um. <laughs> her and her small gaggle of servants lead you over towards the dining, uh, to a, a lounge rather, where they quickly bring in an assortment of cranberry, various cranberried drinks, both alcoholic and not. We wanted to come and Thank you so much for the help that you, the all the help that you sent uh, to Stockies. We'll be able to fix now and finish the bridge. Please, make, make no mention of such a small token of the gratitude I have for what you have done for my Sepsenia. I know 
I, I don't want to just repeat myself all night, but you, you cannot possibly imagine the relief that I feel. Obviously, the situation itself was terrible, but that it's resolved and that it it was truly this this outside influence and not my poor subsidia somehow. I'm happy to do whatever I can. Where is uh, Sir Rostam? Oh, uh, Dara and Baylor and Anori, we were uh, invited to have dinner over at uh, Baroness Voynum's. Uh, so we had had dinner um, and then we decided to split so that we could come and give you our thanks and to also invite you and Subsinia to come and see the improvements that we've made to the house and stockies and, and come and visit us. Of course, of course. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I would love to make time to come down and visit stockies. I, I've heard so many good things from my people that we've done with the village. I uh, hear it's blossoming into a town to rival Lothidar. Mm -hmm. Oh, Baron O'Kara is going to be jealous if you, if you continue to show him up <laughs> well, like this, my dear. We hope, we hope not. We hope that he will we that not be jealous, but that he'll, maybe it'll take him out of Pinsar some and we can convince him to come and visit with us a little more often. He's come once already, but we figure now that uh, uh, Nell has uh, started the uh, uh, brewery, uh, and we're starting for all of that down there that uh, you all will all have a reason uh, now that we fixed up the house of to course, come and visit us more we often. Will, we will definitely come down uh, nearly as soon as time allows. It's a, it's a few days ride to get down there, of course. We'd, we'd some amount of time for preparations mm -hmm. just for such a lengthy journey. What would the the bridge being out makes everything just so much more challenging. Uh, yeah, but, the bridge shall be fixed in a few days, though, as well. And so that shall make it slightly easier. Fantastic news, but I'm still not sure, given the recent situation of things. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm not one to gossip, but mm. I don't feel entirely comfortable riding through Baron Talus's lands in their current I don't state. think anybody and does right with, now. Uh, the other way around, it's about a three or a, a four day carriage, mm. right? I, I understand why you choose to just take simple horses, though. I don't know if my Subsidia could bear to ride them for so long. And Subsidia just shakes her head. Mother, I'm more than capable of riding a horse. Still, the carriage is just so much of a a simpler and easier affair. But well, we have we do have our magical carriage that we use from time to time. But since we were counting. splitting off from the rest, we decided just a short drive. A short one, just... one of our servants. What is what is today? Today is the it's fire day. We can come down by next fire day. A few days to prepare. A few days to journey. That that's uh, sounds a... lovely. Lovely. Uh, Baylor is working. We'll we'll be in stockies for a while. Baylor has to oversee the um, reactivation of the magical contraptions in the pump house, so we'll be near home. That'll be the fantastic trip, I'm sure. Now, I'm I'm not usually one to pry, but this lady Dentho you travel with. Have you heard the rumors of her working for? The deposed Eutropia. I think it got a little bent and warped out of shape. Oh, the so commoner's gossip always does. Uh, this isn't a bluff check for me to... I mean, it is, but you're going to have a decent buff to it. But say whatever you want to say and we'll see. Oh, 
Um, it's it's hard not to come across somebody in Opara who doesn't know somebody who knows somebody else. And with her having uh, being a bounty hunter at all, it wouldn't surprise me that if uh, she had taken uh, a bounty from the prince while That's he was still check, with yes. us. Yeah, that is in I fact figured. a bluff check. Do 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 do. Da, da, da. Do you not like? Do you close your character sheet every time you're not using it? Well, it. It's really slow. All right, so you got a twenty-five. Motive. A pretty good bluff. It turns out that the bard can successfully do face kill things. Uh, she seems. She seems to not. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, such a thing. Here in Mirat would be utter scandal for a burgeoning new tribune. But, I mean, not to say perhaps the county couldn't use a firmer hand, or perhaps the opposite, but no, I, uh, I was simply curious if you'd heard the, well, just the goings-on in the county. It mm -hmm. seems to have been quite the topic of discussion around Moost. Just that in particular, or are there anything else? There's not much to it. I've heard a half dozen one way and six the other. It's got everything from this Lady Dentho is the second some secretive daughter of this Grand Prince competing with the Utropia, <laughs> but to the daughter of the princess herself. And Subsinia just kind of shakes her head. Mother, your rumors are ridiculous, uh, but if you and... Lady Abendego wish to discuss them. I would like to borrow Sir Stellwart from you. And the mother's just like, oh, 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 yeah, yes, of course, please. And then Subsidia yeah. just like, <laughs> please, let's get out of this. <laughs> okay, he's going to play the game, though. Her and yeah, her and her the two of you are going to have a grand old time. Oh, yes. Sitting Gossip City down here doing whatever, talking about everything and anything that you're going on about the, mm -hmm. the local word and the oh, presence. And yeah. All, all about. And, uh, Sepsinia taking Sir Stalwart away and leading him up the stairs towards the crab horse of the estate. Just shakes her head. I'm terribly sorry about my mother, but I hope by now you would understand that she just is how she is. I, it's nothing out of the ordinary, as, as you said. She is just like that, and Kahina also being of a similar disposition, they get along pretty well. Wouldn't pass up a piece of gossip if she had to fight a manticore for it. I can believe that. Very, Still, though, very much so. I wanted to show you something. And she continues to uh, lead you down the hall off to a side room with a large, like, open, almost the full back wall of it is just windows facing out towards the west. So the setting sun is, is coming and illuminating the room. And I take it that you have made good use of the kit that I purchased for you. Very much have. And she motions for you to go inside. And as you step in, you can see that this is her art studio. And already she has a fairly large uh, landscaped canvas set up with 
most of the basic line work and starting to fill in in some places with just the sky mostly blank, just a, a blue shimmer near the top of the canvas itself. What appears to be stockies when you arrived. Just the city viewed from the eastern road to Pensaris. Because I've heard a lot about what the Sarastam and a lot of you have been doing for your people, and it's inspiring, to say the least. I've been putting your gift to good work. You truly seem to care a lot about your town and its people, and I thought something like this would be a fair gift in return. It's not finished yet, of course. Honestly, I was considering doing something of a similar nature. Perhaps uh, sometime in the near future, I could come by and assist you. I think I'd very much like that, Sistalwart. I hear that this may no longer be terribly accurate, but if nothing else, it could be a reminder of the progress you've made. Well, of course. I, To be honest, I would not mind having both. A side-by-side, -side, if you will. Uh, exactly. The finished product alongside that poor Hamlet you inherited. I've heard nothing but good things about the group of you, and honestly, it's been a pleasure knowing all of you. The same for everyone on this side of the what county, right? County, yeah, it's a county. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you as I, I don't know what your plans are for what's left of the evening, but I'm sure you as well as I have no interest to descend back down to whatever rumor mongering is happening below. Let's see if I can fetch a servant and have some of the drinks delivered up here. That's not well, actually. I have some. Like, I looked. I looked. I made sure about this. I have some. I have the apple cider still on my person. So you're gonna <laughs> just need your backpack. A gallon of apple cider? Uh, a gallon and a half, I think. You <laughs> just pull out uh, like a three gallon <laughs> jug of apple cider. It's halfway empty. You just. <laughs> I have some. <laughs> just go. <laughs> So Snow White! Why bother with servants, girl? You just carry this around with you. Well, this is the special stock that I carry for people of interest. And she kind of like leans forward a bit. And, uh, may I? Of course. She takes it and undoes the top and just very gingerly leans over it. Oh, by Abadar! Is... How strong is this? <laughs> this is a few steps above cranberry wine in the terms of strength it will surely be an experience if you would like to drink some of this with me i i i really shouldn't but i will fair enough so with that with his option for the evening here uh <laughs> nell and sepsinia are going to remain upstairs in their art studio conversating while Kahina and Dim Crab just gossip away downstairs. And now I'm going to give you an option here. Uh-huh. Good, sir. I want you to... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, but I'm going to have you. I was like, is this an Octar check? <laughs> no, you are just going. There's something I want to start doing, and it, it comes back to the conversation we had at Baroness Voinum's earlier. Which is part of the greatness of Pathfinder is that you only get to tell half the story and the dice get to tell the rest. And I need to do that more. I think I need to have less of a firm hand in guiding your fates. And we need to play a little bit more Pathfinder. I want you to just roll me a d100. We're gonna call this the luck die. And it's going to come up a little more often to see how things go. Before you like roll it, is, uh, <laughs> I say, it's six. I was going to say, re-roll We just know what he's rolling for. What's good, what's bad? Well, yeah, high we is good, know. obviously. You want you want upper numbers here. Well, well, some people do one is great. Like, I, I've seen both, so. One is Sepsini doesn't want to talk to you anymore. No. So <laughs> with, with a 16, over the, the, the next hour or so of the evening, Sepsinia adventurous now and much less reserved, seemingly comfortable with your presence, decides to try this apple cider. It does not sit well with her. She is a lot younger and fairly inexperienced with anything other than very, very light wines. Doesn't really understand how to approach or handle this. And Nell doesn't really seem the type to stop her if she wants to go ahead and try. So you've got about five minutes, maybe ten minutes of hanging out and discussing art and whatever with Sepsinia as she just gets further and further zoned out. And then the next 40 minutes are holding her hair back. <laughs> and oh, she is no. really just unable to properly stomach the power of Nell's cider. Doesn't go quite as well as you'd maybe hoped it would have. I mean, I, I would tell her to sip it, but apparently she was feeling a little bit more adventurous if than If you expected. tell her to sip it, she's just going to think you were looking down at her like, oh, okay, tiny woman, just sip it. She's like, no, no, I can handle this well. Doesn't. It's <laughs> quite sick for the Aww. rest of the evening until a servant comes to retrieve you and Sepsinia motions for you to abandon her curled up on the floor. And head downstairs <laughs> with Kahina so, and I'll Parthena. say we went through three cups worth. <laughs> That's and I'll true. just that take that off my sheet. Because you didn't want to stay the night here, right? You weren't planning on staying up or anything. No, because <clears throat> we're, we're not going to force that on them. Now. Yeah, and that would be uh, Kahina and uh, Parthena reaching the end of their conversation. And mm -hmm. Where did Nell go? <laughs> Get Nell. And with the... Uh, Pleasant, e uh, pleasant good evening, you head out as the sun starts to set. And you can stay at an end in Moose, I assume, for the night. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, what about the rest of you over in Lothidar? Well, as we get into town, I'm looking to offload two scrolls and possibly some more things later to buy a new horse, but the two scrolls are what's <laughs> important right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what level scrolls are they? Are they cheap scrolls? There, there was a level one and a level two. Yeah, you could easily find buyers for those. Heineken was such a great horse. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I. That's not difficulty whatsoever. Uh, get Nell those Kahina. two sold quickly and then try to make our way to the bank. Yeah, it's easy. Nell and Kahina, you would not need to pay a 
silver or anything for the nightstand, and as the proprietor would recognize you and say, the least he can do to thank the saviors of Moost. Aww. You're welcome whenever. And you can just stay. You're not, you don't have to pay anything for the end. Well, that was nice. So meanwhile, in Lothidar, after selling a couple of these scrolls pretty quickly and getting a bit of money, you guys would head back over to the Temple of Abadar, where we quite frequently find ourselves. Head inside and be greeted by one of the clerics. Oh. Sirs. Landless, it was. Yes. Rostam, of course. And... I'm sorry. <laughs> Dentho. Lady Dentho, of course. Uh, <laughs> my deepest apologies. Mm. I am aware that Cleric Mize had left recently with a few wagons of supplies and the bidding of the Archbanker and uh, all things willing, the blessing of Abadar himself to begin to construct his temple in your lands. Uh, yes, we were here actually to uh, for a couple different other matters. Oh, of course, we can assist you with anything that you would be needing. Uh, is this healing or clerical magics or of a more bureaucratic sort? Uh, both, actually. Yeah, I think I cracked a couple ribs. Oh, oh. of course. Uh, at this point, it's been riding for a day. You wouldn't look as injured anymore, but you were still just in pain. And with the with the healing, like the cure light wounds, getting most of the, the visible parts of it, you, you had kind of just cracked ribs and groaning. He was like, of course, uh, this way, please. I'll have one of my clerics assist you. And you pay them 250 gold, I assume. To, uh, I, I, I would show them the note we got, and you're like, yes, they were... We had some things come up, lost track of time. I believe this is the amount that should have been extracted from our account. I'm sorry there was a delay in getting it to you. I would all understand. I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. They'd take the, the, the fee, and then your bag would be operational again. Because if any of you had tried, after you'd drawn the card from the bag, if you had tried, the bag would just be a normal bag. It would no longer have appeared to be extra-dimensional. Uh, but after you head by the Temple of Abadar and pay them, it resumes its normal functions. Uh, you can use it to store your coin. Uh, and did you want some spells for Inori? Yeah. You want some healing, Inori? Yeah, I could use a touch. So, like, I always have to look up. I never forget. It's like spell cost time, or spell level times caster level times 10? I so, believe so. What do you want? You want a moderate? You want a serious? You want a couple of lights? Like it's. Isn't a couple of lights probably the best for your money? A couple lights is the best general deal. Yes. So. It's. Why well, it's literally ten gold. It's ten gold to have ten gold for a light on you, uh, and then eight because of the discount with because of your account you have with the Church of Abadar. So you have them cast Eight a few pure light wounds. Just I'll just start rolling them, and then when you're good. Uh, so 1d8 plus 1, because they'll cast it at first. Oh, for, you know what? For you, they're not going to downgrade it. You guys are in a good stand. They'll give you, you'll get d8 plus 5 for these. Okay, so you get 6. You want another one? Yeah. 
you get 11. Keep in mind you're going to heal for 5 when you sleep. Yeah, that's that's good. Okay, so you spend 16 gold on two fifth level castings of Cure right. Wounds because the clerics will provide you. Uh, you are in good standing. You have done good services for this Temple of Abadar specifically. So they will cast it at whatever, like, they'll do whatever caster levels they have. You have the full extent of their divine powers, which is pretty useful. And with that, I imagine, find an end for the night. Is there anything else you guys need to do here in Lothidar for this uh, evening? I was going to try and find some acid bolts. Okay. I was, I wanted to see if there are any, maybe, bookstores around. I can find us, maybe anybody has any spell books that I could get. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Uh, acid bolts are uh, an alchemical creation that is not easily found in Lothidar. Uh, but Lothidar does have a couple of alchemists that you could order them from, and they could have a few delivered to stockies within a week. Okay. I'll do that. I need acid bolts. I might need want? more acid bolts than I originally thought, actually. You really like them, apparently. They're very <laughs> nice. I like them a lot. <laughs> Reminder to everyone. Dara has a large acid burn on the side of his face. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how effective they are. Throw an acid bolt. Yeah, he is. No one knows better than Dara how effective That was the acid moment he was are. sold. These he's things like, are great. Remember, yeah. He remembers like, oh, how difficult it is to fight through that kind of pain. So he's like, this is clearly what we want to do. Okay. We'll put a sadist in there, but okay. Uh, how many <laughs> That's you... okay. Tahina digs it. You can. Pay for as many as you want, and then they will arrive in stockies. And how much at are they each? Later time. Uh, let me look. Pathfinder Acid Bolt. 40 gold apiece is the downside. They are quite pricey for if I... what is effectively wow. 1d4 damage. It is pretty expensive. It is pretty expensive. But it is a they're expensive because it is a flat one to four damage increase that stacks with absolutely anything you can be doing as an archer. So like loaded ammunition, uh, special ammunition is pretty expensive. Because you can't just like get a plus one plus one crossbow, you have to get a plus two crossbow, and that's a lot more expensive than two plus ones. Whereas a uh, special ammo stacks with pretty much everything. So it's pretty gotcha. pricey. Um I could uh, if I talk to the uh, chemist, if I get a deal, can I get a deal for buying like five at a time? Bulk discount. Let's do this. Let's do this. You want to walk into the uh, you want to walk in the alchemist shop and you want to try and and work with this man. We don't want to do the hand wave shopkeeping. We want to try and get what we can here. So you head in. There is a uh, an alchemist near Central Lothidar, and it's run by what it almost looks like a library when you walk into the store here uh there's hardly a bottle or an alembic to be seen so much as there is just high shelves of books a few feet over your heads uh, the titles don't even seem to inherently be alchemical some of them of course uh, one one half of it appears to be but the other half just seem to be like told in histories maps stories uh noble lineage and lore and the shop is run by a couple of uh, a couple of workers and a main alchemist near the back who is currently 
inspecting what appears to be about the only potion bottle you can see in the place. Okay. So, um, I guess I'll just see... Uh, would I roll something for this? Well, as you, as you enter, knowing that Acid Bolt's at 40 gold because you bought them before, it'd be a thing you would just know. As you consider what you're going to do, one of the little halfling servants shuffles up in front of you. Greetings, my lord! Can we fetch you something? Uh, yes, I'm actually in need of some acid bolts. I'll have to ask the master on that one. I'm unfamiliar. You'll follow me, sir. And he turns around and makes his way back towards the counter with the alchemist, who doesn't appear to be very old. He's a younger man. Uh, very, very plain looking. Other than what looks almost like a white lab coat that he has on just over the top of his clothes. So I get a bottle, he turns to approach and uh, places his bottle down and smiles and says, ah, Sir Rostam, I believe. Uh, yes, I'm glad you heard me. I am new to this area and looking to make some acquaintances around that can help me get what I need and I can help you along with your business. <laughs> the news of your work in stockies has spread far and wide to the ears of Marat. A pleasure to make your acquaintance and Furthermore, to provide you a service. And the halfling speaks up. He needs acid bolts, my lord. Acid bolts. He noticed, notes the crossbow you have on your back, obviously. They're quite powerful, but a, a fairly difficult creation. And one that can have some difficulty keeping. Uh, it's hard to find a... Uh, hard to create, rather, proper alchemical mixtures that can apply to the tip of the bolt without being intrinsically dangerous to handle or losing potency within a few days. So they're not something that's able to, uh, easily able to keep on stock. Uh, well within my means to create some for you, and I could have uh, one of my workers deliver them down to your estate in Stockies. All right, and, and uh, if we were, since we are going to be here for a while, um, for the foreseeable future, as it may be. Um, can we make a deal, maybe a long-term arrangement for uh, our alchemical needs? He thinks for a second. Kind of looking off to the side. Because we have five party members here, and uh, I'm sure there is a need for every one of us to get something at one point in time. And it is basically guaranteed business of course uh, of course i understand but you'll uh excuse me for one moment and he uh kneels down a bit and starts looking behind the counter and comes up with a very small blue vial uh, and it's fairly plain looking other than its strange diamond shape. Uh, it almost it looks inconvenient to use as a bottle, barely able to hold a cap. And it doesn't even have like a traditional twist on cap. It seems to have like a small bead of almost amber or some thicker, sticky substance. And he peels that back and uh, touches the thing to his tongue briefly. And then pats the sticky cap back on it and lays it back down underneath the cap uh, underneath the counter and shakes his head a bit I uh, apologize I 
This is a matter that requires consideration, and I need to clear my mind. So, a deal with the Tribune of Stockies for provisions of alchemical services. This could be helpful to me. Yes. Would the Count think? I don't imagine that the Count would have any sort of an issue, but I do. I mean, he's just kind of, he's muttering. Literally, it's off to the side, like he's talking straight to himself. But I do quite enjoy his business, and I make no reach to offend him. I'm unsure. Standing between the two. <laughs> On the one hand, it could risk offending him. And he's almost zoned out, like he's not even aware he's saying this out loud. But oh, perfect. Other, Go course, on. Coin... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. The other, of course, coin is always welcome. Of course, but you have to understand if we offend the Count, we lose a much greater business. And that's one we can't afford. That's the main backbone. We wouldn't be able to hire workers. Right. But the new clientele is always positive, correct? It is, but not at the risk of what our current establishment is. <laughs> of course. Well, Sir Rostam, I appreciate the offer, but I'm already contracted to these services of our good Count Lothian, and I wouldn't want such trade with a, an outlying town like Stockies to possibly interfering in uh, such a situation. You understand. Uh, I'm not sure I do understand. As we, as I work directly under Count L uh, Bartleby, we are, we were currently, or we were recently threatened by the um, Black Swan and, uh, or uh, Night Swan, uh, Night Swan, whatever. Night Swan, Night Swan. Um, and we were actually, we sent a message to Sir Gusern. We were hoping to assist him in some way for protecting the county and only with these materials are we able to do that it's for the count it's a matter of all things this would even further uh, this could blossom your contract in any way sounds promising yes i must admit but is it a risk you're willing to take yes yes i'll go for it but okay that sounds good to me yes uh very good um he, he seems like he's almost confused for a moment trying to get his bearings again here as he is apparently literally having a conversation with himself very well we can make an arrangement i'm sure that will be mutually beneficial to my business and to of course the new tribune of stockies this will be the details will need to be hammered out, but did you have a proposal in mind? Uh, well, we have a similar uh, agreement with the church down the road uh, to have a certain percentage off all buys, but that we will go there and use their business. Scratches his neck. So what can you offer me is you the see? better question. What are you going to offer him? It was your genius idea. Hmm. could give you uh, an exchange for your continued business, of course. I feel a 10% discount would be more than fair. Well, I was hoping for more around 15. 
as this will be a group of five people that will have continued business over for years to come, probably. Afford that. Your deal. I have no part in this anymore. The one who's committed to this. You're not very helpful. I tried to help you. Ignored me. Hey. Mm -hmm. Make me a diplomacy check. <laughs> <laughs> or a praise, if you if you would prefer. Ah, uh, no, diplomacy is good. A twenty-one. No. Yes, we can. <laughs> Did he like take a lick of liquid cocaine or we something? Can do... something like that. <laughs> it's awesome, by the way. We we can do. Make two diplomacy checks. <laughs> <laughs> we can do. We can. Uh, we can do fifteen. Of course, we can. We would be. We'd be happy. For your business. Ah, uh, that is wonderful. Um, so if I were to order some acid bolts right now, we could just get started. Yes, I will need the time to create them. Of course. Of course. Uh, and, and I will have one of my work, uh, one of my staff, and deliver them down to the estate for you. And uh, is there anything else that you wish to order? Uh, not at the moment, but I he will... He seems to be kind of, like, slowing down. Mm. Gotcha. Um, no, not at the moment, but we will be sure to keep you updated. Of course. Anything you need, feel free to either stop by the store in person, but I understand that you're... you're some... I apologize. I understand that your role as Tribune keeps you busy and occupied and you have your own things to tend to, so feel free to send messages, uh, messengers of any kind, and we'd be happy to do trade that way if you can't make the journey to Lothidar yourself. Oh, wonderful. That would work splendidly. Pleasure doing business with you, Sir Austin. Perfect. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have... Uh, projects to be attending to and turns towards a door but with a nod turns back towards the door behind the counter and almost kind of like staggers through it and shuts the door behind him do i have to worry about the quality of these because i feel like i'm a little worried about the quality of these <laughs> Halfling, i feel uh, like that's a safe concern is there nods. an opposite of masterwork <laughs> not masterwork the halfling nods to garbage you. work drunken work is there anything else we could assist you with, my lord? Um, has there been any issues with any of the products that you know of? <laughs> Not to my understanding. We've no, no complaints, no? Uh, ah, perfect. Servolus produces only the most masterful of potions and tinctures. Serves the count directly, he does. Perfect. That's just what I wanted to hear. So, with that, is there anything else you want here? That's nope. our nice little visit to the alchemist. And, <laughs> and then I suppose we head back out into 
Loki so do I tell you? Do I tell you how many I wanted to order or what? I mean, if you can just uh, deal with on your shift, it's going to be fifteen okay. percent off. It's going to be what six 34. gold off each one. So yeah, thirty-four a piece. So just uh, I mean, how many do you want? Um. Well, at some point, I want ten. Ten more. So you have the money on you right now. Five. Oh, you want five? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll write that down just so we don't forget it later. But yeah, I mean, I'm not not super worried about it. Is there a bookstore that maybe has spell books or something of the such? Spell books? No. That would be a little above what. Well, actually, you can cap copy all chemical formulae, can't you? No. Oh, uh, no. no? It's only that way around? Yeah. Alchemists uh, can copy from spell books. Spell books cannot copy from alchemist books so uh no there wouldn't be any way that you could easily acquire that you would what are you trying to learn you, you can you can always get a scroll of it yeah you could get it you can find a scroll what do you what is it you're trying to learn is it like a first level scroll oh, or like a third level that's scroll? it wasn't anything in particular just sort of collecting i guess would be the best way to i want to have all the spells one day okay because <laughs> if you tell me what you're after obviously it's easier to find a cantrip or a first level spell than something higher uh, which you might have to actually seek out a wizard or something for. I mean, you know a magus. <laughs> right. So we can should... I treat all food and drinks as if they're common knowledge? That's a suspicious question. Yeah, that sounds... <laughs> well, that's the most loaded question I've ever been asked on the well, Tape Procession I'm looking show. At, I'm looking at the food and drinks list, and there's like 30 different types of alcohol. I'm just curious if the not 400 gold bottles are commonplace. Uh, in places in Lothidar and in Pansaris, you could probably find most less than like a gold or less common. I, if we're talking a gold or less, half the stuff I bought by now would not be here. Yeah, specialty ones depends. Like hard cider specifically is like. But you're also buying that by the gallon, not by the drink. So. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about buying full bottles. Uh, it, uh, it's not a huge variety available here because there's not that many distilleries. So it's pretty straightforward if it's if it seems really common, probably. If not, ask. Like, cider Absinthe. is simple. Absinthe. Luck roll. 41 in small quantities. Well, it's a good thing the bottles are not gallons. Yeah, you can't buy a gallon of absinthe. No, I'd have uh, not. The bottles are a pound and a half. Boy, yeah, Nell ever falls can, down. You cool. can probably get one or two bottles of it in town, yeah, but it's not something that's stocked in great quantities. Okay. So, in Moost, Nell and Kahina rest for the night, and Lothidar, you guys pay your silver for a night, a night of board in the local inn, and you awaken. The next morning, as usual, around dawn, ready to prepare your spells, do your various morning rituals, and head out for the day. And just shout outs to Siren Skip for having us on board because I made sure to turn Have on you during it this time. <laughs> for all the combat effects and general ambiance we have, it's super great actually, and I'm really sad that I streamed Pathfinder for like three years not knowing this was a thing that existed. But, what are you guys doing today? So, uh, oh, you first. 
We still have this concealing pocket that I don't think we're ever going to use. He's <laughs> attached to a tiny gesture gown, yes. There, I actually met a halfling yesterday. <laughs> um, You're might not be... that uncommon, no. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like... <laughs> no, but who might be in? I met a And halfling. would probably have the money for it. I mean, you can you can transfer the pocket from the clothing it's attached to to a different outfit. I, I, I doubt the halfling you know would want a jester's outfit with a concealing pocket in it specifically. A female jester's outfit you, with a concealing you pocket. You did not meet these people. <laughs> Sounds like quite the experience there, Dara. A real winner. We are if, if, doing business with them for the foreseeable future. Oh, we are. <laughs> okay. So well, you want is to the just... actual alchemist a halfling or just his servant? No, his servants. The alchemist is oh. the And only uh, two of the three servants you saw were halflings. One was a human. So well, uh, if we can Taylor, sell, sell this sell concealing it? pocket, we can get Inori another horse and have. Were they a bit short on stock? Consider the pocket um, sells for 500, for 500 gold. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and I mean, yeah, it's 500 gold for the concealing pocket. The light horse is, what, 75? Yep. You want to get a combat trained one this time? It's 110. Boobo's got retired military horses at auction, so they have them here. That's cannon. <laughs> Canon. But if you like just he want... paid for his. Come on. He did pay for his. You paid did him. He? And he paid yes, for he was so proud yes. that he it paid for It was the first time he ever paid for anything in his life. He was super proud about stuff. legitimately obtaining a retired military horse. Captain Arzum. She's one foot out of the glue factory, but she's a retired <laughs> military horse. Oh, well, boy. they probably retire them fairly early if they're military horses, so it may not actually be that old. That's true. It's like police cars. But if you just want a oh, regular God. horse, Lothiar has definitely has stables aplenty. That you get is a white horse. Match my hair. You can get a white horse, yes. You can get 75 gold. Contrast you can get to a, get, contrast I don't know how many people actually come to me looking for horses of a specific color, and I'm like, well, it doesn't you, do any better than the other ones. No, like, it doesn't. It has to be white. And I'm like, oh, does that actually happen? I thought you were saying it didn't happen. And I was like, well, that's it probably because you sell like really? competitive that's, show yeah. horses, which is It like, has too many spots. Want, I don't want it. They want their <laughs> child to be on something that they can take pictures of so they can put on Facebook for their friends. Oh, I hear some venom in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a horrible horse. There, but Was it's that a sore spot. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. You guys have no idea. I know how terrible people are. Sell concealing me. pocket, receive light horse, make 425 gold total. Yep. White horse. Yes. White horse. You have a white horse. Are you the pale rider? No. He was already the pale rider. Mm -hmm. And then, is everybody heading back to Stockings <laughs> or... Yeah. I figured. So Nell do we go through that creepy little town again? <laughs> yeah, Nell and it's going to take you two days to get there. So you're right. going to be staying overnight in Lothidar and then arriving in Stockus the next day. Mm -hmm. They also as... get attacked by a hooligan? <laughs> they should. <laughs> you can jump by the same should. injured Hodak. Get backflipped hey, off really? the horse and the hey, horse is I recognize <laughs> that burnt scar and those acid bolts. <laughs> so... Uh, but everyone is going back to Stockies, yes? Yes. 
Yes. It would pass past Soto, the weird little Hamlet. Uh, nothing would appear to be super out of the ordinary. As you ride past, it just looked like it does every other time you ride past. No funeral actively happening. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to jump a day here. You would arrive in Lothidar that evening, and the rest of the party would arrive in, arrive in Stockies that evening. And as you ride into Stockies, Baylor, Inori, and Dara, this is the first time where you are truly arriving in a different town. Oh, wow. This doesn't even look like the Stockies of yore. Uh, the town square and the tavern are both completed. So now, by far, the largest building in Stockies, off the newly renovated market center in the village, is an inn, tavern, and brewery with a blank sign hanging on the wall next to the door, waiting to be titled. Not yet opened, and uh, Honora waiting to ask what uh, what exactly they want to do with it, and uh, what's the plan, how do you want to staff it, who am I giving keys to, what are we naming this? And once again, you arrive to a gaggle of various miscreants from the Beggarwoods, all kind of just strewn about this new market square, going about their business with the commoners of Stockies. They have a wagon pulled by a donkey that appears to have a heaping pile of wrapped meats or even in some cases entire like entire foxes or like legs of wolves even. And they seem to be trading mostly in that and pelts and other various plants, mushrooms, herbs they've gathered from the beggar woods themselves. But also in this cart, you definitely notice a crate packed with straw inside of which are several potions and a few other items of interest. You remember, obviously, they had some of this from before. A couple of belts and what appears to be a headband set with a large hexagonal ruby. They all look pretty weirdly well made. The crate's open because one of the beggar wood guys is currently selling a few bottles of something to a commoner. Stockies has grown. Stockies has truly expanded and become something much greater than it was previously. And as a matter of fact, as you enter across the, uh, or it would be across the market square because that's where the, stomp, the swamp is still trying to recede. So alongside the new tavern, halfway towards Partulus's stupid little goose farm. The framework of your temple has already started to go up. And Cleric Mize, there with several of the contracting groups from Lothidar, are overseeing and working the construction of this new minor chapel of Avadar here. It's not going to be terribly large. Pretty much just going to be a prayer hall. Uh, with a few what are basically confessionals for him to do healing in. Not nearly as ornate as the temple in Lothidar, but it's your very own temple, nonetheless. He's very, very happy to see the group of you. Honora obviously is. Bubo's having a good old time. He's drunk as usual. But Bubo's the townsfolk. So, before, once we go into town and we see all these guys here, 
Um, I would lean over to, or I'd just talk to Baylor and Anora because probably nobody else can hear us, um, which sounds really bad, but hopefully that doesn't come back. Um, if we were, if we were to say that uh, anybody who says they are from Beggarwood are not welcome, but if they don't say they are from, from Beggarwood, they are. How could we know if they were from Beggarwood? So maybe we should make an announcement. You would maybe like to hold. ask a don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah, Baylor, you gotta take everything from me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, gonna say that. I feel if we, we cannot vet everyone that comes in and out of our town, and if we say that people who announce they are from Beggarwood are not welcome, we cannot vet everybody that comes in. If they come through with legitimate trade and they don't cause any problems and we don't know they're from anywhere. They're just traders. What can we do to stop them? That all sounds good to me. I think it sounds good. So I would just directly on my horse still. Well, actually with no, do we have another horse yet? We do have another horse, yeah. Yeah, we yes. picked up You're another all horse. On your horses. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna hop on my white horse for dramatic effect? No. The color <laughs> of the horse does not matter. <laughs> Alright. She's trying to help, Dara. Do you like you can you can actually announce this if you would like. No, I I mean you're the tribune. I mean this is all you. Okay. Hey, so, as you pull up here, uh, as you're pulling up towards the market square, many of the folk of stockies are turning and waving and smiling. Kind of different for the stockies peasants. They like they us more again. They seem to like they seem to realize that. Well, whatever it is they realize, they do like you more again, yes. They're realizing that they have got a really good opportunity here with the Tribune who actually cares about them. The Beggarwood peasants shuffle away from the horses, take their business elsewhere, seed out around various houses, and kind of just generally get out of the way. The donkey pulls the wagon off to the swamp side of the square as away as possible, and their trade all kind of just moves out a bit, and it mostly clears well, the market. We're I mean, this is as I'm walking into the town. Yeah, and as you're walking in, they are all moving to get away because the Beggarwood bandits know what they are, so. So we're just going, uh, I'm just going to announce that and basically, basically say that. It, yeah. yeah, if they announce, they have to announce whether they are. No, no, if they announce that they are Beggarwood bandits, they are not allowed in this town but it has to be announced. Uh, people who are coming in for trade are coming in for trade. But if you announce that you are a Beggarwood bandit, you are not allowed in this town. Uh, look at each other. Everyone sort of looks around for a moment. They're, they're peasants. They're not the most educated folk. Not super quick at putting this together. It sounds like a bad thing to them. But they don't know any better. Anything else? No, they're all listening to you. Okay, you guys, you guys have anything else to say? One immediately responds to Dara. Uh, several. But we are of... welcome for. Or we, you are more than welcome for trade. One of them. 
kind of steps forward and puts a hand up. Um, they're not putting this together. Uh, welcome or they not welcome? How would you put this, Bedor? Anyone who is here for legitimate trade and causes no problems, their origins will not be investigated. Mm -hmm. We cannot be expected to ask everyone where they're coming from. Only the ones that we know for certain came from places we do not wish to trade with will be turned away. Any who we and do as not you, know... As you're talking, Honora... Anora walks up. Uh, you're up on your horse. She just kind of puts a hand on your, on, on your leg and raises an eyebrow and turns out to the crowd. Good people, stockies! If we hear of anyone in here coming from the Baggerwood, we're gonna have a problem. But we ain't asking. And at that, the child, they all kind of there we go. cheer out. They all cheer and go back to what they were doing. They turns to you, you really just can't put things in small words, can you? <laughs> it's, it it's, is not my forte, no. It is not my forte. <laughs> but I'm glad you understand our points. This is what happens when the face isn't with the group. <laughs> the talking doesn't do right. But as you come in, and as, as you uh, declare this new edict to the people of Stockies, Inori, you hear Sarah in your mind. Not bad. Fairly impressed. I should turn this little hellhole into what I assume is something resembling civilization. Ah, glad I got your approval for a change. You've done something impressive for a change. You gotta stop setting them up so easy for me, girl. I'm working on it. You're so sassy all the time. I just I don't know how to deal with it most most cases. I don't have a whole lot else to do other than think of ways to take you off. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure when I plunged into that beast back there, that's probably exhilarating. Is it? You think about this from my perspective for a moment. All Imagine right. you were being wielded and stuck up the ass of a real angry lizard monster. I didn't do that intentionally, by the way. Just... Not as glorious as you might think it is. No. What, do, what, what do you time. get excited about, though? There's got to be something. Oh no, it's good fun. I've gotten used to this. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> so having this mental conversation with your blade, I'm gonna ask Dara, what is Dignity's Barb right now? It's a plus one darkwood light crossbow that reduces concealment mischances by ten percent and rolls twice to confirm critical hits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you don't like know really those words. Right. I'm gonna look at your character sheet. Your character those, sheet. Those all sound like things that are agreeable. Yes. Your character sheet yeah, says sure. dignity's barb. That's not helpful at all. Okay, I'm gonna ask the party. Remind it's me where you. Dignity's barb that leveled up once. That's what I thought. Okay, it's leveled up <laughs> once. So it's like, all right. As you kind of bask for a moment in this new approval, this newfound respect, even, 
from the peasants of Stockies and the common folk, you feel this same emotion emanating out from the crossbow on your back. This is confusing. Wait, I'm feeling this? Yes. This is confusing. Because it's not Ciaran. It's not an intelligent weapon. But it seems to have something inside it. Something so what do we, guiding so it. So what exactly do I feel? You feel approval. You feel respect. He's kind like, of like hunched down a bit. You pull your crossbow and just kind of look at it like, what is this magic crap? Do we need to have some talk? Does anything need to happen? You're not Share positive. But and I'm going to be absolutely certain that it's coming from the, the crossbow? Like, you can, I don't like... You, you feel almost like how I describe Anori talking to Ciara. You feel the consciousness kind of touch. You almost feel that, but it's just raw emotion rather than a sentient... He's going to be idea. real freaked out. Regardless of how you take this, <laughs> Diggity's Barb is now a plus one seeking Darkwood Light Crossbow. Ooh. Which means it completely ignores concealment. So if you oh, shoot man. it into the same square as somebody, there is no percent mischance. It ignores blur, it ignores the displacement, it ignores darkness. Mirror shoot image? It the right square. Uh, I don't think seeking ish. ignores mirror image. No, it, it ignores concealment chance. I don't think okay. it, it doesn't break mirror image. Anything that would give them concealment chance, you ignore completely. Baylor, that I'm gonna do this at the same time. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit for simplicity's sake, so I can do all the item stuff simultaneously. Baylor, as you are resting for the evening and settling down for the night in stockies, you are. Uh, have been continuously kind of still trying to analyze that ring you have. And because you, you you know, similar to Dingley's Barb and similar to CRN, there's something else in there that you just don't know enough to unlock. And for a 21 it wizard? Question mark? Yep. That's frustrating as hell that there's a magical item you that you have that you know could be doing more, but you can't figure it out. So you have decided upon a new tech over the last week or so. And that's not so much trying to coax out its own magic as trying to work your own magic into it. And maybe this is just a lucky breakthrough. Maybe something has changed. You as well unlock a new level of power in the Envoy Ring. So... The plus two bonus you got the diplomacy, linguistics, and perform is now plus three. It means it does anything in a verbal duel, so that's nice. When you use the ring's disguise to blend in in an area, you can now also read, speak, and understand the most common language spoken there if you don't already know it. In addition... You have a new ability you can use three times per day. It's it's not it's not an action. You do it obviously not during your turn. You actually can't use this on yourself. But three times per day, when anybody else in your party is going to roll a d20, 
you can activate the Envoy Ring and do it before they roll. You can activate this uh, Power of the Envoy Ring. You will also roll a d20, but GM roll it. And once they roll, they can choose to take their roll or yours, not knowing what yours is. Oh, that's cool. I mean, they... if you roll a one. Yeah, I mean, if you roll low, it, it, it's you're 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 banking on the fact that mine is higher than their yours. If and it's you just the d twenty. It. It's using their modifier and everything right. still. But uh, if they get a bad roll, or if you have a roll, you really need to go through, and they roll like a six. And you used it. They can hope you rolled higher than a six. It's a. It's almost like your roll two d twenty take highest, but you just have to use it on other people, and it gives them right. like ah, uh, ah. Uh. I don't know. You have to say it before they roll, and they have to choose whether to use it before I tell them whether their roll was successful. Are the two caveat the deal or no deal ring? That's a good one. I like that. It's the deal or no deal ring. So. With Nell not here to, I assume, take the reins and figure out how to run this tavern that I'm guessing is he is going to take control of. I don't believe there's a ton else in stockies for you to deal with this particular afternoon. I would want to ask the guys about how the pump house is going, knowing uh, that I need to be there to help finish it off. The pump house is now at the point where you need to go to help them. They, uh, they have it operational again. Uh, the pump is functional if they bring out like donkeys or something to pull it but they are actually just yesterday got to the point where they need you to finish it off they're gonna need your help for about four days to i assume all the bodies and stuff got cleared out yes it's cleared out and it's rudimentary functional in a rudimentary fashion but you need to spend four days out there helping them mm. so you're gonna be, I will be for a bit. glad to start doing tomorrow so you go to sleep in your estate, which now, by the way, has the fences repaired. Looks fantastic. The lawn is taken care of and manicured. The building is fully cleaned and repaired and externally as presentable as the manner of any other noble here in Marat. You rest for the night in your estate. Nell and Kahina spend a silver to rest for the night in the inn in Lothidar. The sun rises Sunday. Cosmo the ninth. I really wish I had an actual calendar because I feel like this would be so much easier like that. And Baylor, I imagine, is going to head off to go help the pump house get restored. Before Baylor leaves, uh, I want to ask him, uh, I think we need some loyal help for the house for when people come visit. Like maybe we can hire them for when the people come to visit. Can we get someone that the like Domovoy are fine with? Or will they not care? I think us helping out anyone from the town by paying them, the Dome of Oi would be happy with. Okay. Perfect. I just yes. wanted to get someone Simple to features, these Dome of Oi. be made. One so, do you want to do that? Do you want to hire servants for your, for your estate from Stockies? Yeah, only for, uh, well, I mean, I'll talk to the others, but I mean, I just for, that's what I was thinking about doing today. So I just wanted, before Baylor left. I mean, you to ask around town, see how much interest there is. This I mean, is your estate. Yeah, what are you trying to I, know, I don't know if anybody else wants another person in our house or not. We need some sort of security. <laughs> At the, I mean, security might be Ubo. a thing. <laughs> no, like, real, real security. <laughs> 
Oh, is that something you're gonna do today? Because Nell and Kahina won't get back until the evening. Um. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do today. Yeah. All right. How much? At least you, go and look at people. Like, what are you? What are you? I mean, what are you offering? Because the interest is gonna be directly proportional to <laughs> the money the presents are getting. Well, um, since I'd probably only be hiring them for the time, the weekend or so, or the day and night of the when people came. Um, I don't know what the rate for that would be. Or to like hire a that's... servant like a silver a week is pretty normal. Yeah, like that's that's pretty decent pay for like a full service. Certainly. Yeah, you probably should have some of those. How that's that's like what uh, obviously Count Lothied and Baron Makara has a few and Voynum's. Voynum she sends home at night, but uh, what like Dame Crab has like her full time staff servants. They cook, they clean, they take care of the estate, they run tasks for you, they'll run messages to other towns if you wanted like a full servant, generally a silver a week. Okay, well I don't really want them to live with us because we talk a lot. So I mean um, you can still they well, you still can send them home. Yeah, they they're if they're taking they from stockies, they can walk stockies. home. Yeah. They can live That's in stockies. it's not that far a walk for most of them, and some of yeah, them have houses miles, before you like, even hit. For a silver a week, they will absolutely walk a couple of miles come you both ways. You could even sweeten the pot house. and give I them mean, a silver and some copper, and they would you'd be overpaying them compared to what you, other places would pay. You could keep them kind of on call, be paying them every week whether we use them or not, and then pay them a bit extra when yeah, someone comes by. Because you right. probably need to pay them if you wanted them to write their own messages. You need to pay them extra for that because that's like a big commitment. Yeah, because they have to leave town. Usually, yeah, that's more like a celebration. Yeah, just I think to having come. a cook wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, have you had any of Nell's cooking? It's not the best. <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> not, well, not, to cook not that and wasn't pressed to digitator. Kind of like the kitchen stuff. And to take so you the can, uh, you can certainly there. do that if you want to pull on some staff for a silver a week. There are people in stockies. They they like you. They will gladly do that. That's not an issue at all, and you can just pull them in as you need them. Okay. So however many you like, I'm assuming you don't want more than probably like one to three. How many do you want? Yeah, maybe two. Okay, yeah, two or silver something. a week. I don't know. If when, once once the others come to town, I can just at least go around town and see the interest and see if it's viable and see if we have okay. people. We gotta hire people for the Toss tavern too. So two people a silver, a piece to be on call to come help you at your state. And they're like. Money right. is cool. But they these also have peasants. to, like, know stuff, so I don't know if that's... I mean, the extent of what these peasants know is what you're going to want out of a servant. It's cooking and cleaning and farming. Oh, that's yeah, true. You, you give them the money for the first week and spend the day, like, showing them around the house, explaining things we might need from them when people don't come Don't go by. here. Like, don't go in the basement. Don't go downstairs. And... Don't touch the basement. <laughs> okay, perfect. Sounds like a good plan to me. Yep, you can do that. Uh, otherwise, that evening, Nell and Kahina are going to arrive in town as well, and you're going to see the same thing, that Aww. this place is significantly improved. By this point, the full framework of the Chapel of Abadar is intact, and they're starting to work on the walls. You come in, drink, relax, I, whatever it is you're going to do. Sleep for the night. Nell, look at your tavern! Yeah, I'm going to check out the tavern. Let's you go look. Pretty, you get your fairly Because we paid late, for so the full-fledged like experience. Well, <laughs> all right. You can take a look at your tavern. We can figure it out now because, yeah, def to be fair, it's going to be pretty late, but Nell's going to be super excited and definitely wants to sort this out. <laughs> okay, he, he, he also needs to paint the sign. Singing, 
Yeah, Kahina wants to sing and perform in the tavern. So I can yeah, certainly do that. She's hella excited. So yeah, you went you went in. This is a full like public house. Uh, it's got it's a big public gathering space. It's a tavern. It's an inn, uh, and in the back it does have a full distillery where you can brew your own crafts. So it's it's got everything. I, I can't think of anything you would want in an inn and tavern. That was just running full. It's fully self-contained. The only thing you'd need to get, obviously, is food. But not difficult to do. It's the same way you get it for the estate. And that's not something you get to worry about paying for it specifically. I just factored into, like, the money it we'll makes. We need the cook and an innkeeper. What are you calling it, Nell? And when are you rolling to paint the sign? <laughs> Probably the next day. And I was thinking, I, and he's going to wait till he gets back to the estate. But okay. the name Stalwart Stout. I like it. Sounds more like a drink name than a tavern yeah, name. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, it's going to be that's... one of the drinks. But then you should name the... I'm no good at naming things. This is an important why... decision. Do what are we naming Do our something tavern? in honor of Shellen. Do something in honor of the town. Or Yeah, in honor of the town. Oh, if it's going to be in multiple Stocky towns. Sundries. Well, if you're starting a franchise, you got to remember the first one. Mm-hmm. Stocky Sundries. I mean, Stalwart Stout is not a bad name for no, a it's not. either. it's not. But, I mean, it, I mean, does he want his name attached to it as a thing? Because he's kind of, what, you're kind of, well, no, not your name per se. You're just not wanting to be. Well, the Stalwart Stout would not be a bad place to go get a drink. But I also like what Kahina said. Stocky sundries, so that if they're out in other places, they would know that the original's in Stockies and where it all started. But you do a stalwart stout as a drink. Oh, now see, now now you're talking. I like that. We could have drinks named after all of us. That would be hilarious. Nails nightcap. You could nails nightcap and whatnot. You could even see <laughs> if they'll send you some cran. We could make a cranberry drink, and you could name it after Subsinius. I like it. Let's so go. Obsidian shows up in your tavern just a drink named after She's uh, now officially an alcoholic. Well, I gotta spend <laughs> the time to make the drink first. Mm-hmm. So The drink's not just gonna appear out of nowhere. Nope. Stocky's Sundries? Is that, is that what we're gonna go with? Stocky's Sundries. Yep. Stocky's Sundries. So why don't you go ahead and roll me a... We'll just roll it now. Your craft paint and see how true to your design dreams time for that 20 bro no if ever there was a 20 this is the time for the 20 (laughs) oh no that's not 18 yeah no i I have a plus nine it's not gonna be that bad yeah i mean no the worst he can make is an average the worst possible thing he can make is an average painting dara's acid shots oh yeah that's nice i like that dara's acid Acid shots shots. (laughs) oh I don't know if they're going to get that one, but uh, it is pretty good. <sighs> Rostam Rum. Rostam Rum. Dara just gets to have all the drinks, I guess. Anyway. Dara needs a drink. Kahina Kalua. Yarn <laughs> Cider. You uh, rest for that evening as well. We move on to the moon day. Afterwards, the toil day after that, and the will day beyond with, I'm assuming you're all uh, 
correct me if I'm wrong, going to just be staying around in Stockies. Yeah, minutes. we Baylor uh, physically has to stay here. Right. We want to check I mean, out the bridge the now that it's done. Uh, you guys bridge... can check out the bridge. I'm getting straight to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, Keena would just one morning get up. The bridge is not that far from the house. No, the and bridge like... is pretty close to the house. Oh, um, before she shows up, we need to make sure that we have taken the snake body out of the carriage house and finally sell the sell it for the scales or the yeah the, the snake body make, has served its purpose yeah we need to <laughs> turn the skin into leather it was just there to well, scare there's not, a, there's not a tannery in stockies but i mean you could spend a day taking it to uh pensaris yeah kahina would definitely do that a ridiculous amount of snake leather uh when you bring it in the tanner's jaw hits the floor <laughs> <laughs> Let me luck die if he'll even take this. Come on, come on, come on. He wants oh. nothing to do with that. That's a seven That's on the D100. That's a little too much meat. He was like, I, I'm sorry. We, we tend cow hides, ox hides, even the occasional wolf or rabbit for smaller leathers, but I would not even know where to begin with this. Could you suggest someone that would? I cannot. Now... Please take that away from my shop. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Why not just take it to the town of, of Wolf Pelts? That's really On the far other away. side of the county. That's pretty far away, yeah. So does well, like a two we don't three. have to worry about the body going bad. We have plenty of time to get it over there eventually. But I need somewhere to put it. Move it to the basement. Yeah, we could just put it in the basement. Okay. Basement, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, okay. We have a basement. Anyway, we're just going to throw a giant dis Bad snake in the basement. If the maids ever sneak down to the basement, no. they're gonna die and like have a heart attack. <laughs> we'll cover it with some, like, throw a tarp It'll over it. It'll just be a couch. Isn't it gonna stink? It's yeah, out we of have the put way. some of the it's drops on it. You go out to, to check your new bridge. It's nasty. Large stone foundations have been put in place on either side of the embankment. It seems like it was relatively easy to reinforce due to the fact that this used to be a mine shaft. It's already kind of stared and teared on the way down. It was pretty easy to build up supports on both sides and have a fairly simple, not the world's fanciest, prettiest bridge, but it is a functional bridge. You can take a covered wagon full of goods across it and not have any concerns that it's going to collapse. Solid timbers lay across the width of the canyon itself. Helps that it's also not horrifically wide and you can now pretty easily travel west out from Stockies. The day afterward, uh, this is before fast forwarding through wheel day, the, the day afterward, the temple would be completed. Again, more just kind of a small chapel house than a temple and emblazoned with uh, the mice, uh, cleric mice uncovers from a wrapping of cloth, a large like torso sized engraved golden plate with the scales of Abadar, his holy symbol imprinted upon the middle and mounts it above the door. And the chapel of Abadar opens to kind of mixed levels of excitement. Most of the peasants here worship Rostal, some Shellen, a ton of direct Abadar worship and they like you guys. With a little prodding, we'll give it a try, but they're not super excited about it. Well, of Abadar being opened up. Yeah. It was 
some more in case they needed healing or something. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, I'll it, just, it's... I'll gladly remind everyone that the church has been very kind to our town and paid for this in full of their own volition. You don't have to worship Abadar to enjoy the benefits that come from having this here with us. And like I said, they're not upset they're not about against it. it. Yeah, they're not against it. They're just not like super excited about a temple of Abadar opening up in their nice little hamlet. Because to be fair, not everyone that lives here is terribly excited about the direction that the town is going. I mean, some people don't like change. You got a couple crotchety old people here in Stockies that are remembering the good old days when like 14 people lived here and everyone was dying. That's what anything now. Things are just dramatically better now. You know how many times I nearly died in this swamp as a kid, and now they're making it recede, taking all my memories away with it. <laughs> Toil day passes, will day passes. Oh, um, how much would it cost for me to pay, uh, what is her name? Nora? Piscom. To run the place when I'm not in town. Literally the last thing Nora wants to do is still run a pub. <laughs> Huh. You have to find someone else. But she does appreciate money, so if you are like, if if she'll get, I thought she wanted to do it. She was excited about the idea, but now that she's being presented with the opportunity to not have to run a pub anymore, and now that well, she she's running so much more than a pub, apparently discussed a little further uh, with Bubo and learned your intentions with him. She wants to volunteer to be the stocky sheriff. Because, because her words, no offense to a lot of you, I mean, you picked a good enough guy, I suppose, but I wouldn't really put the whole responsibility of the town's protection on Bubo. I tell you what, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to hand you his leash and you just enjoy yourself. Pretty sure he handed that to her himself, but... Oh! <laughs> she kind of turned red and put her head down. I may be a little more familiar with him than I might like to be, but... No shame in it! Well, Man plays a I, game. Think it, I think it's lovely, and I know Inori wanted to also help in that regard. So I feel like having Inori and Inora run the town... Might get confused in trying to say it, but... I, I, I'm no deputy. I know that much. I can take care of things. I mean, you, you've lived along stockies long enough to know we ain't got too many troubles. Should be a simple job. Figure most of my duty is going to be trying to rein in whatever Bubo thinks taxes are that particular day, but... <laughs> but honestly, whatever help you need, I, I'm here for you. I think I can put a pretty good leash on him. Metaphorical life. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, then that raises the question of who am I going to get to staff this? Well, we got a bunch of people actually relocating down here. Not a lot of people express an interest in moving into the area under the new rule of Sarastam. Yeah, made an impression morale wide. Hell, it seems like half of Lothidar's people are looking to build new homes down here. Uh, Count's probably pissed, but honestly. 
He was happy to see this place waste away. It's going to be bringing him more money now. You'd think he'd be ecstatic. I don't think he gave it even that much thought. <laughs> Not if half his market's moving down here to open up shops. Well, he still, still gets the taxes. Yes, yeah. well, he's still gonna get. <laughs> Not this year, doesn't seem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Well Bubo, said. Bubo, tell me about that one. <sighs> well, Wait, honestly, told I... told her the night swan. <laughs> yeah, everybody just got quiet when she said that. Like, what? Uh... What? You might want to be a little more reserved about who you're sending out on secret missions. I've been well, saying that for a long time. No yeah. one else who I could send who was so freely willing, so to speak. I don't think he's told no one else. I don't think this is, this is nothing you really got to worry about, but... Pillow talk is pillow talk. <laughs> don't worry. I'll burn that timer to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd make Bubo do it. <laughs> Yeah, we all know Bubo's the one with the affinity. Then they'll just have to move back into your house, and all right, are you sure you want that? <laughs> I guess you win this uh, one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, I can't really thank the whole lot of you enough. Is uh, well, you're the Tribune, Sir Austin, but I kind of feel like this has been a joint effort. But really ain't even the same stockies when you arrived. Hell, I've been debating pitching it to even change the name to something else. What do you mean stockies? Uh, named after the damn gallows. That's not... It's not uh, a bad idea. I never liked the name, honestly. We Sorry. would have to... Is that something we would have to petition the count for, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's probably more trouble than it's worth, but... I don't but even right know what more you could do here. Well, I mean, what do you think? Do you have an idea off the top of your head? You've been here probably... You know, my idea is to build a lot of you a damn statue. <laughs> well, I mean, just make sure you get my face right, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'm, joking. I'm joking. All jokes aside, I don't even... I don't even think there's much the town needs or well beyond that. You, you've certainly met everything that the good people here could possibly hope for. But... I mean, there's always room for improvement, always places we could go. I mean, now you got the pump house up working full efficiency again. That swamp will be down in a matter of months, I imagine. Give us a lot more fertile ground. It was an easier way to get water, but... I mean, Lothidar's got working sewers. So it's Pensaris, but they've been on a lake, so it's easier to do. I don't know how much trouble that is to, to build up, but... Now more general buildings. We got a market square, but... We ain't got much in the room of actual commercial shops traders could really take place in. Proper stores would certainly help out. And I mean, appreciate, obviously, the Church of Abadar reaching out to us, but I don't feel like it really connects properly with the people. I mean, this is not, this is, this is shooting for the moon, but. We could build on to that. We could even build a... Uh, we had a little shrine in my front room before. It was the best we had, and, well, still there. So most of the people like to bring that word to Rostel more than Abadar, but we could expand that. I mean, 
I have to go to the Temple Abadar, it sure ain't gonna be cheap. But speaking of expansions, is there room to expand my building? Imagine we could. For the moment, Stocky's got about nothing but space. I like the idea of there being an of there being um, shrines for uh, for places that we don't have where we have a cleric, um, and because we don't have a cleric for a Rostel or Shellen even. Um, I like the idea of maybe erecting some shrines because I don't feel like that would be a slight at at Abadar at all because we're not erecting full churches, but, but we the, because we have no one to man them. But... The slight at the people. I mean, yeah. I know you know they know Abadar offered the Abadar Church offered to come out here and do this, mm -hmm. but if Abadar's got a full chapel and prayer hall and. Russell's got a patch of dirt with a well. We could do we it. could do small prayer halls then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it, don't see it fits. It makes more sense. It's more in mm -hmm. line with his teachings. But I just don't want to send the wrong message. No, I mean, I ain't seen and people this happy in years. It's really there's. I couldn't ask anything else from the group. Yeah. No, I I would be fine with that. I'd be fine with one for Shellen as well. And if we can't do one for Shellen right now, Nell and I'm sure could work something up. You know, in the in the public house, because where there's music and art and stuff, that's where Shellen lives. So that would be more in line with Shellen anyway. Makes sense to me, but of course, I'm perfectly fine with the temple we got. Obviously, it's, it's not a lot for us. It's I don't even right know how I should be thinking this. It, it don't make no sense to me. I've, I thought the Lady Bentley was good to us. And she was. Bless her heart. Don't get me wrong. But this is something else. I don't know where you lot came from or if Shellen herself sent you down to take care of us. We all been praying to the wrong deity. But <laughs> matter of a month, Stockies has gone from sinking down into the swamp to Ivalin Pensaris. Just crazy. Well, yeah, you don't give yourself it. enough credit. You're a part of that, too. You definitely helped us and showed us the way and told us what everybody needed. We wouldn't have been able to do any of this without you. And while you're you're talking here, and you're, I imagine you have Anora up at your estate, and you're discussing mm -hmm. this, because you probably talk about matters of town progress and whatnot mm -hmm. in your estate. Uh, you hear a knock at the door. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's never good when Wait, someone shows up at our what door. What day is it? Uh, today is, this would be the night of Will Day. This would be after you just finished okay. up on that. How many more days we have till Fire Day? Fire Day is, so when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be Oath Day and then Fire Day. Two days. Okay, so we get two days before she gets here. Yeah, Dame Crab and Subsidy are coming, by the way. We got to we gotta get some food. And oh, man. Yeah, so we got to do a thing. And Anora, uh, we need to secure uh, a, a little bit just, more funds. I guess, whatever, I guess I'll go, just go just and answer the yeah, door. Everyone's we'll over. Kahina will, will go. Kahina will go. But you're not going. But you're not going. I am. I am. I am. But you're I am. talking to Anora. She's going. She's, go she's talking to Anora while she walks. Oh, okay. She, so she you, can do both. She multitasks. Wait. So she's walking to the, the door. The door. 
<laughs> why, don't, why don't I just go grocery shopping over in Pensar? So you can be the heads of the front door. The door, the door. <laughs> I know. And you. No, open, the door can wait. You open the door mm -hmm. to see. What a fallback on their description. Very attractive woman in her late forties, standing at your doorstep. Her late forties. The same oh, no. gown on, the same flowing dress as the last time you'd met her at the Jubilee. Duchess Lothied. <laughs> She's still as gray her as a finely aged tumor. Is at the door. Has a smile. She appears to be alone. And My gracious, Duchess Lothied, what an honor! Do come in, do come in! Then she nods and smiles, but doesn't move immediately. I wonder, is Dara here? Well, yes, my husband is dead, most definitely here. I like how she said my husband's definitely here. I'd very much like to speak with him, if you will. Yes, do come in. She nods and steps inside the door, and then all of you in your living room with a clear view of the front door here would turn and see Duchess Lothian <laughs> step in the door. First time you've seen her since the Jubilee. Uh. And Nora's <laughs> eyes just go wide. And she stops immediately as she was talking. And her face kind of drains of color. And she looks over towards the group of you. Nora, would you be so kind as to uh, go check on the tavern for us? Mm, but of course, yep. I uh, I gotta get back to uh, the to town. Uh, Bloody Duchess, uh, pleasure seeing you as always. And Duchess just smiles, and nods at her, but doesn't say anything, and turns to face Dara and Nora. Boom, gone. <laughs> She's just out the door. <laughs> gone. When she steps up and with her hands folded in front of her and looks over the group of you, looks back towards, Dar uh, towards Dara. Dara, my dear, I apologize for that we have not been able to talk at all since our uh, we met at the Jubilee. It's been a terribly long and busy month, do you understand? Uh, of course, of course. What a uh, pleasure to see you again. What what brings you here on such I, an evening? I was wondering if perhaps I could speak with you in private, actually. Uh, can I roll? That's <laughs> right, <laughs> real quick. I don't want to get killed. So you get a... 25 on sense motive. There is definitely a game here. But you don't sense that she means to harm you or anything. Okay. But there is There's no murderous there. intent. And no murderous <laughs> intent, only questionable motives. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, I have a room to the side here that uh, we are more than welcome to use. Could you, I'm terribly sorry to ask this, but this is 
a matter of utmost importance to the county. Could you dismiss the help? This is gesturing to the rest of the party. I'm gonna I'm go grocery shopping. Yes. <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta clean CR, and I, I, I'll be upstairs. We're gonna, we're just gonna go. She smiles and nods. I, I fear you misunderstand. I would prefer that the group of you leave. Ah, leave yeah. the house. That's that's what we were. Yeah, we were. Of course. Well, they were, they were trying, I, could... I know he was trying to go upstairs. I think. Yeah, to go I'm. Uh, I I can do that. I you know I've got to. Do touches. Yep. Okay. Everyone's gonna be like, yep, yep deal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Boom. Cool. Put, put a hand on uh, Dara's shoulder on the way out. Yes, sorry for the misunderstanding. This must be of grave importance. It very much is, I'm afraid. Oh, I can't hear you. Uh, say that again. Oh, it very much is, I'm afraid. Now, Dara, and she reaches out and puts one hand on your shoulder. I, I am sincere in my apologies. It's been far too long since we've spoke. That you must not apologize. You know, owe nothing to me. That night at the Jubilee, you you see how the rest of these people treat me. They have no ill will, I'm sure. They, they mean no harm by it, but I am the Duchess, and with such a relation to the Count, of course, they're all just so... Concerned. Concerned with their own little lives and their games and their well-being. But you. And she moves her hand up and goes to literally try to, like, stroke your cheek. If you let her. Okay, I just stand there, yeah. (laughs) You (laughs) are something so, so special, Dara. It's been quite some time since I've had, when she looks you up and down, such a man take interest in me. I see, but there must be some important reason for a reason for you to come on such short notice, or no notice at all. Is there an emergency? I'm not trying, of course, to to make this complicated, my dear, but. You, you are very much the reason I've arrived. I see. And she steps closer to you, uncomfortably close to you. And with one hand on your shoulder, puts her other, uh, moves her other hand to your waist. Dara, it's been so long. So long since I've felt the proper, gentle caress of a man. I haven't stopped thinking about the Jubilee. Well, I don't know how my, <laughs> I don't know how much you know about Osirian culture, but my wife and I would not be opposed to adding a third member to our party. <laughs> And she smiles and shakes her head. This is exotic, indeed. 
indeed. But, no, I am afraid I must decline. It is simply you I am after. Now, do not worry. I am a very discreet woman. Your wife need not know. I cannot... I cannot do this without my wife. This would be something against, this is against our culture. You are more I, than welcome to join us, but it cannot, I, I would not be able to cheat on my wife like I that. I don't you. want to create any bad blood here, Dara. No, not with someone as beautiful as yourself, but it would be a true shame if I had to be the one to tell Bartleby about your horrible task from Martella. I'm sorry. I don't, I must have misunderstood. Oh, please. You can play coy, but I know why you're here. I have heard you talk, have watched as you made your little plans. You're here for the Palace of Birdsong, and trust me, I'd be happy to have you in it. But I don't believe now is the time you want to make that move. And so she reaches up and pushes off one of the shoulders of her dress. So make this one instead. Your choice, Dara. We can leave that there for next week. That's a... That's oh, a, that's give savage. You, give me oh, some time to wow. think about it. What a, what a cliffhanger. Give you a whole week to stew no, on that one. I mean, Figure like... Out. I, wow. Dara needs an adult. Dara, Dara needs at least... Hey, Dad. I want to throw I it out there for the first time in a Pathfinder campaign on my stream, the person I have to hit on is actually my girlfriend and not Shenmue or Mr. Straw. But well, you also had to hit on me. So. Or Mantra. It's been all of you you at some point. Yeah. It's actually my girlfriend this time and I'm so excited. You're a man horse, Squid. You know that, right? I'm a GM. <laughs> I am a GM. I I'm take this. <laughs> so, Dara, we're going to need an answer for our session next week. <laughs> or the campaign is over. Oh, that's quite the ultimatum. I mean, I was pretty we, charmed by her last time. We, we thought Voinum was bad. This Do you want to is... give Duchess Lothied what she needs? Do you want to have a huge immediate problem? Do you want I to mean... kill her? I mean, what are we going with? <laughs> wow. She needs the Dara. There are options here. If only she had agreed to the threesome. Yeah, I mean, that was a really good goal, I actually. I can't believe you that tried was that. A, that was a great swerve.